person and he doesn't hold mics. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does. He just doesn't hold them anywhere consistent to his mouth. You're the only person who mentioned it to me. And I know a bunch of people that were listening to the show last week. So everybody thought it was yeah, funny. It was, it was, okay, I okay. mean, considering it was like, what, our third or fourth attempt at like recording in the room together. It was uh, not bad. It was pretty good. Beat the hell out of the year before. I can tell you that much. Editing wise, anyway. Yeah, we didn't didn't have all that crosstalk between the mics and everything. That was much better. Yeah, that was an experience. (laughs) I like that little setup. That setup's. uh, I'm very happy with that little setup. Yeah, pretty well. Didn't didn't cost very much. And it records drums pretty nice Nice. too. Surprisingly. (laughs) Yeah. Sending out your audition tapes. Uh, Yes, I'm getting ready to take on a new life as a uh, shitty. Post rock drummer, I guess. I don't know exactly what I would. But like legit? <laughs> no. Oh, I would have believed no. it. Uh, no, I'm working on something else. So that's what I'm doing with that. That's why it's all downstairs, and I'm on a headset instead of my usual rig <laughs> of shit. So good times. True. So you guys good to go? All your shit yeah. running? Are Very we happy set. now? Um, I'm gonna press record. <laughs> but ding. All right. Awesome. All right, guys. Welcome to the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is Dance Robot Dance. We are at episode 77. I'm Mark, your host tonight. I'm here with Christy. What's up? And Tim is here. Happy New Year, folks. How you guys doing? Everybody's tired. It looks like Christy's already complaining about being tired. It's 7 o'clock and we're recording. And Hey, whoa, hey, whoa. Yeah, and Christy had the week off. Some of us actually had to work this week. And by some of us, I mean only me. Well, <laughs> well Mark's freelancing. I'm freelancing, so I've been hustling this week. It's yeah. been a little busy. But... Yeah, hustling is hard. Yeah, hustling's the worst. I hate fucking doing that. I, I, I gotta find, a, I gotta find a job like quick because otherwise I'm gonna just lose my mind. So, oh, you've decided you have to you have to go back to work. Oh, I'm gonna find. Well, no, not right away. I've got like three or four months where I'm good to go, but I'm going to probably find something pretty quick just because uh, otherwise boredom will eat me alive, and I'll fling myself out of a window somewhere. You know what would cure yeah. your boredom? What's that a trip to Atlanta? There is that too. <laughs> there is also that. Maybe if I if I finish this one freelance job up, I'll have some money to kind of throw around to do that kind of thing. So we'll we'll see about that. Uh, good. So you guys want to get like right into it and we start the new year off with a bang? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. There is actually a, a fair bit of news this week. So we took like a week off of news. So gotta, that's true. We did, and I didn't really cover that week at all. So I just went back into what was most most recent. Um, I think first happy birthday to Stanley who turned ninety five a couple days ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. 95 years old, yeah, still kicking. And didn't he celebrate it by, like, getting ripped off? I read something that, like, somebody stole what? a bunch of money from him. What? Yeah, somebody, he lost, like, $300,000 at some point this week. Oh. Um, I didn't read the details. Did you read the details of it, I didn't, know. I just saw the headline, and I was like, uh, he's probably got that much money to lose, so I, I'm, not, I'm not super concerned. <laughs> I'm assuming he's got more than that. That he can afford yeah. to lose. He's I feel like he makes that like kind a of one con appearance at this point between like his appearance fees and then like all the money he makes on meet and greets and shit like that. I kind of wonder how much he makes on subsidiaries too. Like he's probably like I know a lot of those guys were work for hire and stuff like that. You got to figure he worked himself some kind of sweetheart mm-hmm. deal where like him inventing the Marvel Universe somehow financially benefits him so. in a way that it probably in a way that it didn't the artists yeah. that worked with them. I probably. would hope so. That so. being said, knowing the way the comics business works and how many people have gotten yeah, fucked maybe. over, I am doubtful. Yeah. To be fair, he was editor in chief, so he had a lot of polls. So I, I could see he might've made himself a, probably a little bit better deal than he was giving to the guys yeah. he was working with. But that's, that's, um, 
Yeah, my brain just turned off. Good. <laughs> Stanley is 95, really old, still alive. Woohoo! Yeah. You know what, though? I think what bothers me about him getting like foibled like that, ripped off, is not because of the amount of money he has. I don't think that's the issue. It's that he's an old man who was obviously taken advantage of. Yeah, yeah probably. There have been a couple stories me. about like media, like companies that he started or like helped put together or that his name's on that have not gone super well the last like 10, 15 years. Like remember all those like, like Stanley media where he's trying to yeah. create new superheroes and, and stuff like in the nineties that, that uh, mm. just came out as well. And I don't think very well and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I mean, Grant, yeah. And all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know folded, how much of that so. is his money kind of thing, but well, I don't know. Yeah. True. True. But uh, no. And the other thing is like, I, I do see posts occasionally talking about like how, um, there, he might be like sort of being overworked on the con circuits and that kind of thing. Although he's backed away from that now, but like there were people saying that like his management was like borderline abusive and like making him, you know, do meet and greets for longer than he wanted to, or longer than he really should be at his age and that kind of thing. And, but yeah, I can't believe it. I can't believe he has management that it's not like, he's not, he's not just kind of managing himself yeah. at this point, I guess, kind of thing. Like, He's or at least have old. put himself in touch with like people who would yeah. take better care of him. Cause like you never hear, you never hear any of like the big guys that do like those con, like a Kevin Smith be like, yeah, yeah. I worked too long or something like that. Like he obviously mm-hmm. takes care of himself pretty well. So you, I, I would have hoped Stan would have been more diligent about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I said, I mean, it's all sort of secondhand sort of stuff, but just what you hear when you're around cons and that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. So moving along. X-Files started again on Sunday and it did. It, everybody went nuts because the internet they is it. angry. Oh no. Yeah, the internet got really angry. Um, I didn't think it was as bad as everybody made it out to be. It wasn't great. Like it was not good, but <laughs> it wasn't like horrifyingly bad. They really just need to like stop the myth arc stuff. I don't know if you guys probably, neither do you, do you watch it? Are you watching I watched it? The, yeah, I watched the premiere and I'll continue to watch it just because I've got so much nostalgia for it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm here for the mythology, like overarching story stuff. That's always, I mean, yeah, it had uh, X Files has always done like the occasional really good standalone episode, but that like overarching mythology stuff was really, I think, the sort of hallmark of the show, like the key of the show overall. Yeah. So it's been interesting. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sort of reserving judgment on well, what they did for those of our listeners that haven't watched it yet is that uh, they basically came out and said that the son of uh scully who everybody believed was Mulder's baby is actually the smoking man's baby um so and like that's obviously like a big uh trigger for a lot of people in terms of like rape culture and that kind of thing so a lot of people got really angry about it because of that which i can understand given given sort of the current uh climate social climate but yeah i mean i'm I'm not the kind of person that would get really angry about that because i'm not a woman and i don't experience that sort of stuff but uh I can I can definitely understand where it's coming from. Yeah, well, I understood where they were coming from, but I heard it like when he, I said the piece in dialogue where he was like relaying the information. I was like, "That's just like, <laughs> why are we doing this? Like, this is just layers of complexity that the X Files always needs to add to everything." And like, they're saying this is the end, right? Because Gillian Anderson's not yeah. coming back oh, next she year. Decided not to, eh? Yeah, she's not going to come back. So they're like, "This is the end." So I'll like, like, just let it, just finish it without. You know what I mean? Like, answer some questions yeah. and let everybody go away, and like, let's just call it a day. Because I don't think this reboot, like, the reboot was fine, and like, I watched all of it, and I'm, I'll watch this season too. But I'm like, this out of everything that got rebooted, I feel like this is the one that I'm the most lukewarm to, in spite of how big an X Files yeah. fan I was back in the day. Yeah, 
Although to be fair, like the, my X Files fandom trailed off pretty big by the like ninth season or whatever. Like I think I watched I watched all of it, but I might not have super, been like yeah, super, day and day uh, watching it kind of uh, thing. Super invested, and yeah, by the end, especially. Yeah, I, I I was kind of the same way. I watched it to the end, and like I watched like all the movies and stuff. But I was yeah, by the end, it was like oh, yep. okay, I just want to see how they how they're gonna tie this up kind of thing. Yeah, I pretty much was just like, oh, they're going to actually wrap everything up. Let me give that to me. And then they didn't. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, here we yeah. go. Here we go again. Anyway, we didn't talk about the, we got our first taste of the new Doctor Who. Um, so why did I? Peter Capaldi uh, regenerated at the end of the Christmas special. And we got the first taste Jody, of Jodie Whittaker. Uh, Doctor 14? 13. 13th. Right. No, War Doctor didn't get a number. War Doctor doesn't count. Yeah. Mm. Um, so William Hurt doesn't count. So yeah, I guess the technically the fourteenth Doctor, but the thirteenth numbered Doctor, I guess mm. proper Doctor didn't do much with it, obviously. But it was special. It's something that happened. Did you watch? Actually, it was it was really good. I thought it was excellent. It was really well done, and 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 his sort of denouement, I think, was very uh, very suiting to his time as the Doctor and his yeah. yeah uh, they they always do a pretty good job with like sending off the Doctors in style. Yeah, e- even if like the episode itself, the the Christmas special or whatever episode they do it in, isn't the best, the the actual yeah. like his farewell is always pretty good. And even then, I thought he was. Um, I thought the episode was pretty good too. Yeah. Like I didn't yeah. have a huge issue with the episode at all. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, um, I'm going to miss Capaldi for sure. I find I think especially because this year was the first year where I feel like they were finally writing stuff worthy of him. Mm-hmm. Maybe so like he was actually doing work that was awesome yeah and that seems to be the general sort of consensus on capaldi's time is that he was a great doctor he didn't unfortunately have great stories to to tell yeah. or didn't have great writing behind them but uh no the the yeah he got one good season and kind yeah. of like that's the, that's kind of the end so the christmas special was really cool though like it was really neat seeing uh that first doctor interact with 12 I kept trying to figure out if it was CGI or just really like makeup or no, like, what was going on. Cause it was do you like, remember um, back when they had like the 50th anniversary Dr. Who special, they did yeah. like a, a documentary and it was the same guy. Okay. But it's just makeup. Then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's, sometimes it looked really CGI and then sometimes it looked really real. And I was like, oh, what are they doing? Like they either spend a ton of money or like that makeup job is really good or no, it's, they're it's doing just, CGI touch-ups after the fact, and I'm seeing that or something. It was yeah. Weird. I mean, no, it's the same. It looked, it looked same actor really good, in, though. Yeah, same actor as it was in the in the uh, in that like 50th anniversary like sort of biopic of the first Doctor, like making of the original series kind of thing. Um, yeah. I can't remember the guy. Oh, uh, I think it's William Hartnell. William yeah, Hartnell. I can't remember yeah. the name of the guy that played William Hartnell and played the first Doctor, but oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about Doctor Who, like, at all. I feel like it's up your alley, like, especially maybe the 10th Doctor, the David Tennant stuff, I think you would I've, like. Yeah, I've, I've, I've watched the first, like, Tennant and, season. And, and uh, Matt Smith. I think, she, I think particularly she would like Matt yeah. Smith. Like, it's a little bit more whimsical, like, fairy tale yeah. kind and of Amy, style. Amy stuff. stuff. And, yeah. I was, um, I was a big fan of... Um, Chris Eccleson. I watched all of his and then I just kind of fell out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like without meaning to, but you when you stop watching something like that, it's almost hard to get back into it because it's such a big commitment. Yeah. It's actually not that that I mean it's lot there's a lot of seasons of the the reboot now, but they're usually only like 10, 10 episodes, episodes per episodes long, yeah. Which is like 100 episodes and change now, but like 
Yeah, you'd 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 probably enjoy it. Yeah, no, I I should watch it one day. I just I'm kind of afraid of um losing my life to it a little bit. Like, look at how much I love Harry Potter and Mass Effect <laughs> and all that stuff. Like, I don't know if I need another obsession right now. Yeah, yeah, you just, just don't necessarily have to become obsessed <laughs> with everything. You can just watch. That, yeah, that's you Christy's say personality, that. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why I don't do drugs. <laughs> Because I'm like, oh, I let's. I can't comment. I can't. Yes. Oh, by the way, thank you, Sonny <laughs> and uh, Blake, for the gift you gave me. That shit was amazing. <laughs> I was flying high. It was. I still have a little bit left. I'm very happy we're, with that. Thank you. Sure you only have a little God. bit left. Yeah, I pretty. I think I did actually. See him. You only uh, have a little bit left. I have about half of that stuff left. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. But how? Like that would last me a year. No, well, you really? also weigh about as half as much as Mark does. It's true. That's also true. true. Good point. Good point. Good point. But yeah, yeah, no, it's, it was lovely and excellent. And thank you for a coming to the podcast and b giving me that stuff. Cause yeah, that was a super fun night. Yeah. We had a good time. Good time. Uh, okay. Keep going. So, so kind of tangentially related. Do you guys hear about American gods? Like they've switched their showrunners yeah. out. Um, it sounds like Jillian Anderson will not be coming back. I don't know if she's just retiring at this point. Cause like now X files and American gods, she's leaving both. Wow. Um, as well as Kristen Chenowitz is leaving as well, or rumored to be leaving as well. Oh, really? So, well, she's a Brian Fuller person, right? Like, she's super tight with Fuller. So if yeah. he's... Oh, out, I didn't know that. He would... Well, she was on... Was it Pushing Daisies she was on with him? Yeah. Yeah. So when she, if he bounced, I can see her bouncing too, kind of thing. So... And she's always got a million theater things, like, just raring to go. So oh, yeah. Jillian Anderson's the same way. She works in, on the BBC and, like, Sky constantly. So she'll be back in London, I'm sure doing her I thing. So. I didn't see Kristen Chenoweth. I, I saw her saying like uh, that she might not be back, but I haven't heard. That's what, that's what I said. Rumored. Like I'm okay. just saying it might, that's possible that she's not coming back, but yeah. that guts like the core of their cat, like the core of the villain cast. Yeah. Too, right? Like that's yeah. not, not great I mean, for, um, yeah, it's true. Media is mean, a, a big fucking part of that. I yeah. mean, it's an easy recast. Cause you can just be like, she changed shape kind of thing. Exactly. But it's that, still like, yeah. Eh. Yeah, I mean, it's not you know, it's it's not like you're gonna be trying to you know recast like something set in a reality where things are not mutable, sort of you know. Yeah, but yeah. but it, they are definitely losing two powerhouse uh, performances off that show. Yeah, they don't lose anybody else. So I think part of the problem is that I think um, sometimes producers underestimate how many people will leave when they don't agree, like with the director leaving. You know what I mean? Well, it's hard too because like they're locked into contracts, so like the studio yeah. they're really shitty about that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. if you're like locked in to a separate contract for a certain number of years as an actor, and you're the producer that you wanted to work with fucks off, you're like, oh goodbye. You're sh- you're well, we were just talking about Voyager, right? Like that's what happened to the guy who played Chakotay. He signed on to work with the original captain, and then she quit mm-hmm. after two days, mm-hmm. and they hired um, Kate Mulgrew, and the show went to kind of dog shit, and he was pissed about it, but they just kept. Up, 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 well, okay, whatever. Well, we can have that <laughs> argument at some other time, but like we he wasn't, he wasn't argumentative. Yes, and we'll have, we'll probably have it till the end of the podcast. So, <laughs> but he that kind of kept going on, and he kept trying to get out of it. But they kept he'd make outrageous demands for more money to so they would negate his contract. They just gave it to him. It's paramount, <laughs> fucking tons of money, just throwing money around at that point. So, whatever. Yeah. So that's a little weird. Um, in re- like quasi related news because of tv um game of thrones is confirmed to not come back till 2019 uh, so it's gonna be a long fucking winter in 2018 without any game of thrones yeah. winter is actually i'm super okay with it 
I'd rather them take the time. I've said that before. Oh, yeah. Take the time. Yeah. Give us like work on it for a year, a year and a half. Like, uh, do it. Do what you got to do and make yeah, it great. Do it right. Yeah. As long as they do it right, then that's fine. Yeah. It's the same way like um, the Pat Rothfuss book. I was talking about this like Doors of Stone that I, I was talking about this with um, with uh, Mark and Spears and Eric just about how I we all would rather wait for the book to be good than have it be a rush job. It's with anything you love. You should just wait for it. Don't be impatient and be a dick about what you love. It's not about you. It's about the creators. Which Mark are you talking about? Are you talking about the other Geeks with Kids? Like Mark Anderson? Yeah. Like the Geeks with Kids Mark? Okay. There's a lot of marks floating around in our little weird universe these <laughs> days. So. Little uh, nepotistic podcast universe, yeah. That's so. true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So last two things: the DCEU's lead executive has changed. Uh, there's a guy named Walter Hamada who's come on mm-hmm. to take over the role. Um, I don't know exactly what the whole deal is, but he was working on the the only thing I remember him working on was Conjuring. I think he was a producer on the Conjuring like series of stuff. Yeah, he's uh, he was one of the executive producers on the It movie. Uh, he's working. Oh, that's right. And he worked on yeah, it. Conjuring and also the Annabelle mm. horror franchise. So he comes primarily from horror. So I'm not sure what that says for the future of the DCEU. Although, I mean, there's there's like like. Constantine, <laughs> yeah, Mike well, Constantine there's, there's movie. been that Justice League Dark movie that's been uh, rumored for a while, so that might bode well for that at least. I think it what like what struck me about like that choice is that it he's a good story guy mm-hmm. kind of thing and can do good work with minimal budget, whereas now he's got gonna have all the money in the world to play with in these movies. Yeah. So well, I think. Hopefully he gets like locks down the because uh, he's also apparently he's pretty tight with the director who's doing Aquaman right now, mm. like the friends. Mm. So hopefully that's that bodes well for the future of all this. I guess Jeff Johns is kind of out too though, so which kind of worries me a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, it's, no, it says let's see. It sounds like Jeff is still in the mix. Yeah. Is he? So okay. in this statement uh, about the Walter Hamada stuff, it says. Uh, Toby Emmerich from Warner Brothers says, I'm confident Walter and Jeff working with our filmmaking partners will deliver films that will resonate with both broad global audiences as well as DC fanboys and fangirls. So sounds like whatever Johns is doing, he's still involved in that. And it's well, he's like extent. he's CEO of DC, right? Uh, chief Chief Creative Officer. CCO. Oh, okay. Yeah. CCO. Okay. Yeah. CCO. Still pretty. That's a big muckety muck name for a guy who like was writing justice society 10 years ago. And that was the only thing he added to his name. Not, uh, yeah. not a bad career path for some of those guys like him and Jim Lee. It always makes me, it always impresses me that they're like business savvy enough to do this stuff, considering they were like totally just creatives beforehand. Yeah. But the other thing that, uh, mm. that strikes me in terms of you saying like that Hamada is more experienced with smaller budgets is I've been seeing a lot of chatter saying maybe, uh, DC is going to try and make some of these movies with not massive budgets to see, because if if they were able to do Justice League on three quarters the budget that they did, then it probably would have turned a profit. You know, it was yeah. still massively successful. It just had a massive budget, so it didn't end up being like yeah. That budget yeah was so it might be that they're looking for somebody that can rein in the the budgets uh, a little more, and which I'm fine with. Like, I'm not looking for you know just just crazy effects. I'm looking more for storytelling than I am for crazy effects in those movies. And that works really well for some of their characters. Like some of the characters, I think you can't not spend yeah. a ton of money. Like you can't do a Superman movie and not spend a ton of money. I think just because the effects of him existing mm-hmm. are too kind of 
much. Yeah. But like you can definitely do like a fifty million dollar super gritty Batman movie. Yeah. Or, or again a fifty million dollar Well, the water that might True. make that tricky. But like like uh like a fifty million dollar uh Constantine movie, like a Hellblazer yeah. movie, like that's probably that'll probably make a fortune because Yeah. It would just be like a well-written horror movie with an awesome character in it that would finally be getting exposed to the mainstream. That would be something you could probably move forward with. I'm just really big on Constantine. I'm very <laughs> excited that he's in. I've never gotten that impression from you. <laughs> yeah, big big fan of Hellblazer. Do you like this brand I've heard of called the Tea Party? Yes, I also like the Tea Party. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you liked them. Oh, there's this other one, Pearl Jam. Yes. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. Yeah, same with uh, what's what's that guy you're in love with? You've never talked about him though on the podcast. I don't think. Uh, with the penises, uh, Garrus. <laughs> that guy, that oh. guy with the penises. Yeah, 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 yeah. That bird alien. Yeah, the bird alien with the five bar penises. <laughs> hey, that's uh, my fantasy, not yours. That's not my fantasy. I guarantee you, five is too much for me to handle. I don't know. Nah, if it's the right person, <laughs> maybe two or three, like four. I think four will be the max. I think I could do four. I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> it out. Maybe they don't all have to be engaged at the same time. Yeah, but you don't want to leave anybody out. You know, that's that's not nice. I don't know. I can see how five could be very easily used. <laughs> Christy has given this a lot of thought, clearly. Yeah. Could you draw a diagram for me? I saw it on Pornhub last night, so don't worry about it. I already have it. There's creep. another two weeks where I can't share the podcast. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's okay. Sorry, Blake. I know you rated us five stars. We're, ex- we're, we're expecting you to never share the podcast anyway, so that's pretty much... every week we talk about some sort of tentacle point. <laughs> yeah, fair. I'm the one who brought up Garrus. <laughs> you just brought it up. And Tim talked about it on my Facebook page. I, I, I specifically <laughs> said junk, not penis. Everyone knows what maybe junk Nana, means. Nana, man, maybe it's Nana doesn't. Like, you know, he's just... It's not like you're just like, what about his junk, Eric? You know, all that stuff that he keeps in his apartment yeah, that's on, probably the, on the ship yeah, he doesn't that, use that anymore. Why is he always calibrating? Yeah, that looks much better, uh, uh, much better rendered with this new graphics pack. That's what I heard. It was all, the, oh, yeah, all, all of his, his garbage. All of his junk. Yeah. <laughs> all I know is when I read that comment, I was like, that was that's <laughs> awesome. And it's on yeah. her Facebook page. She's going to be thrilled by this. I'm super excited. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed wholeheartedly. All right. Uh, I have one last thing on my little docket here. So apparently the Switch is the best-selling console of the year, which means I have to eat Woo-hoo! crow. Um, <laughs> finally, they did like 10 point something million units shipped and sold this year. Wow, good for which them. Which is crazy. It's actually out in Japan. It's outselling in its first year the, the PlayStation 2. Wow. Which is insane because the PlayStation 2 is to this day I think still the best selling console of all time with like a hundred and I want to say thirty five million units shipped or something like that. It's it's a great system. Fucking bonkers number of Go systems. Nintendo. So. I'm a big Nintendo fan and I'm very happy to see them doing well. Yeah, I didn't well, I didn't want to see them fail, but I was not expecting much from it. But they've they proved me wrong hard, so you guys can whatever. I get I get to say that I was wrong. I just kind of I I had a feeling that the Switch would do well. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. I fucking love that little thing. It's fantastic. It's Have you been playing nice it much uh, handheld, Mark? Or I know you're not usually much for handheld. I I I don't usually play it much handheld, but like I've been playing it. Um, my my cousin's kids mm. got one for Christmas, and so I set up like friends codes and stuff. So that we could play Mario Kart together. I also bought the Mario Kart for birthdays and stuff. 
And um, yeah, so like I've, I have been like dabbling with it in handheld mode. I do like docking it and playing with the pro controller <laughs> though. So docking. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I said it. I stand by what I said. Yeah. No, it's it's a great system. I haven't had a ton of time with it just because Mark, my Mark usually is playing it. And uh, I haven't really, f- I, I'm pretty good at Mario Kart with the, with the handheld. I'm, uh, I haven't really, I haven't touched Zelda with it yet. So I'd like to try that this year. You'd like uh, Zelda and Odyssey. I think you're going to, you're going to enjoy Zelda, well, especially. I watched enjoy. Mark beat both. So it's kind of like, I got to wait a bit to like yeah, have yeah. the urge to play them myself. Yeah, for sure. Zelda, I think, especially you're gonna fucking love. Like that game yeah. is spectacular. I hope so. How are you doing, I, how you yeah. doing with that, Tim? Uh, I have not played it much over the holidays. I did bring the Switch with us, but uh, yeah, I'm just I've just been working off sort of uh, a comic book backlog right now. So I don't mm. know. I'm I'm hoping I, I'm gonna have uh, a fair amount of work travel coming up, so I'm gonna like bring it with me on the planes and that kind of thing. And uh, I'm hoping to. That's what it's like. Anybody that I hear from that is like a, a heavy traveler, mm-hmm. like they love their Switch because it's like the perfect thing to just bring on the plane with you. Yeah. And like you can zone out for like the four or five hours you're on the flight and just play Zelda. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Play something that actually has decent graphics. Yeah. Yeah. There's also that too. Mario Kart and all that other shit. That's the thing I've been like, I, I got my cousin's kids Mario Kart and Rocket League. Nice. And like fucking Rocket League, man. They like, they're both soccer. They both play soccer in the summers and stuff oh, like so that. They are freaking out probably so they were like loving rocket league and then like the new they just put out expansions for it or maybe they did in the interim at some point because i played it back when it launched on ps4 but didn't like get crazy about it because like i played it the first weekend and went online and was like playing against people and was having fun and then i went online again the next weekend and just got fucking slaughtered because <laughs> everybody was so goddamn good like like doing trick shots and shit i was like i don't know what's going on anymore <laughs> but they've added a bunch of stuff where like you can change it to like you're you're on ice and like oh, it's not a soccer ball it's a puck. so it's a puck so it's like hockey but like with go-karts or whatever it's fucking ridiculously fun what's so. this called it's rocket league you know oh, i thought you said league? i thought i've never played rocket league but mark just bought it so i have to try it oh you got to try it it's a, it's so much fun just don't go online you'll get just, just fucking just, crap yeah. <laughs> so, yeah but yeah no i've I, so in either way like the switch has been a big hit everywhere that i've seen it so far so it's pretty nice. good you guys, uh, ready? you have anything else, Tim, that you want to talk uh, about? Yeah, I had a couple things that I wanted to bring up. Um, one was a. Just let Tim do the news every <laughs> week. Like, I don't know I why. Know. He loves doing well, the news. There were a couple things in particular that either excited me or disgusted me. The first one disgusted me, which was, uh, which is nerdy related. Um, but it, this guy that got swatted and killed over a Call of mm, Duty yeah. argument. Like, yeah. talk about fucking toxic. Not not necessarily fandom, but just geekery. Whereas, so uh, for those of our listeners that might not have heard this, although it was like all over the fucking news, was uh, basically this guy yeah. got shot and killed by a police officer because this guy that he was having an argument with over Call of Duty basically placed a false call to the police uh, saying that like he was going to kill his family and like had doused the house in gasoline. What? And so... It, and it's something that like the shitty part of the internet does pretty regularly and they call it swatting because it draws the SWAT team down yeah. on your house basically. What? And yeah, this guy got fucking like shot and killed uh, over it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah it's, well, uh, I mean, he has to take part. the call seriously, I guess, but Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to say, say about it besides just like, this is, I don't know what just, there are a lot of shitty gamers out there that like to do this kind of stuff. And I so, so it's such like, 
that's a weird thing to want to do. Yeah, it's such a weird thing to like. It's just and I like. Just to get so I don't want to fucking sound, like, sound so fucking like racist about it, but like it's such an American thing to do too, where it's like I'm going to call the police on you and like get you shot. Yeah. Whereas like anywhere else, I don't feel like I don't feel like you would see that like in Europe or something like that. It's just like such an American way of thinking. Like I don't like this person. Shoot them mm-hmm. or get them so, shot. Oh, it's like, oh, so it wasn't the guy who called that got shot. No, no. The guy called it on somebody else who had beat oh him. Oh my god, that's so like that. much worse. Yeah, he brought, yeah, he brought the police down on this guy that he was having an argument with and got the guy killed. Oh my god. Yeah, that's, that's so why. Sad. That's, that's why you don't play on Xbox Live, yeah. guys. <laughs> These are the yeah, sorts of stories sure. that make me not feel as bad about not playing as many video games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks. It's just not a community that seems to have a whole lot of good stuff going on in there. there's there are there are good community like sub communities that i've found that i like kind of like not necessarily interacting with but like that i'll go to um for like my news like my video game news and like that kind of like just content in general um but they're very like small pockets of like a couple thousand people maybe yeah. inside of what is a hundred million fucking person kind of community kind of thing that is generally to be fair 14 years old and shitty so well i mean it's funny how we can make the argument that video games aren't you know the reason that people become violent but i would argue that there are certain video games that do foster that mentality because they lack empathy and if you're exposed to them too young you don't really understand the real world consequences and i would say one of those things was like the online community that plays with call of duty or you know things yeah it's very human and very real situations yeah. like in a situation like this you are getting a SWAT team who has to take that situation seriously yeah. like yeah. that to is go, a problem with, with somebody who, like maybe beat you in cod well, or something like that like no yeah. I, I i do i don't know that, i don't remember the whole i do story. see what you're saying Chris. i was more fascinated by that that book that came out this week like that's the that's been my thing this week has been that uh that book that steve bannon did the interview in did you see anything about this? Yeah, Tim? I did. Uh, yeah, right. it, it looks yeah. like a total mess. Although, to be fair on that one, I'm not sure. That guy apparently does not have the best uh, credibility uh, history. No, but, no, no, no. Uh, but with this thing, I mean, Christy, with what you were saying in terms of like, yeah, there are people that like sort of disconnect from reality. I have a feeling like that argument can be made in the reverse as well. Like people that ha- are like overly aggressive tend to gravitate towards those kind of games to begin with like it's not necessarily that they become you know crazy and and overly aggressive because they're playing the games but that also a lot of people go play those games because they want to you know just go shoot some people without consequences kind of thing oh yeah i agree with you but i'm saying it's when you're exposed to something like that too young to like be able to functionally like when you're when you're still forming your empathy Mm -hmm. Like when your frontal lobe is still forming and you're young enough, like you start to disconnect with what the real world consequences yeah. are because you're lost in that fan- fantastical reality of like getting the revenge that you want on something like that. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't make those connections. Yeah. It's also something too about like, about how real games look now compared to like what they were That's like when I'm we saying. were growing up kind of thing. Like that was not. You could tell it wasn't the real world, whereas like an argument could be made like this year's Call of Duty looks extravagantly realistic mm-hmm. from like the ten minutes of it that I've played. So I'm like, it's it's a different kind of like I don't even know what this like what to call it, but like it's a different picture you're getting. Like it's Mario stomping on a fucking 
mushroom versus like a fully kitted out and like 4k navy seal getting shot in the face in yeah. front of you because you pulled the trigger is a different and that's what i'm saying is I mean, that you so. know before we get too off topic this isn't something that i think existed a, a while ago i think for our generation there was even like you know speaking to you guys even like five or six years older than me it's it, it was there wasn't that sort of you had that ability to disconnect because one games did come out when you were a little bit older and like a little bit more able to separate and two the graphics were of a, a certain like advancement level that they weren't you weren't looking a man in the eye who had like skin like tone and cheekbones and like pock marks yeah. and yeah, we were looking at we were looking at yeah, we're like looking at blocks of pixels for all intents and purposes back in the day, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a little bit of a different disc. So like, I would say whatever. you're correct, Tim. Absolutely, no question. You are right, but I think that the younger audience now should not be playing those games because they they will never be able to properly form that that fanta- fantastical disc. Yeah, I agree, and and I've. Uh, probably got people I'm related to on Alicia's side of the family that are in that uh, boat where they probably don't really understand the consequences of, of, you know, the activities that are simulated in a game like that. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, for That's sure. That's kind of where I'm coming yeah. from with it. In, in, uh, in more exciting news and uh, definitely nostalgic news for me, Apparently, they're going to be bringing back Animaniacs for a couple of seasons on Hulu. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's awesome. So, you know, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot are going to be coming back. Uh, so, it's, and apparently, um, Steven Spielberg is still executive producing it, and he executive produced the original series. So, uh, yeah. Two, is it the same creative team, though? Um, I am not sure. Let's see. Because it was like, I mean, that's the kind of show where, like, if it's not the same writing staff, things could go. Yeah very sideways very quickly because that writing staff was pretty key there were some big names on that staff too like i think some of the guys who ended up moving over to like the batman animated series worked on that oh, show yeah. too i feel like paul dini worked on that show for some yeah reason. i think you're right i think you're right i think paul dini did have some uh hand in that yeah i mean uh, we'll see see where it goes and and i don't know if it's something that i'll run out and see because there has been stuff that's like come back that you know been cartoon series from my childhood like there was a there's a new ducktail series that like yeah that looks cool but i'm probably not gonna watch it kind of thing but we'll see yeah i mean animaniacs was always one of those series that sort of had something for older audiences too like you go back and watch some of those bits now and there are like jokes in there that you might not have gotten when you were a kid you know they're a little more mature Oh, like the fingering print yeah 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 Yeah, a lot a lot of little uh little stuff like that so i think it's that's always been kind of present in that in the Warner Brothers cartoons. So like if you go back to some of those Looney Tunes stuff, mm-hmm. like I mean, once you get past the the blatant racism that was just there because it was there, yeah. um, there's definitely some jokes in there that you're like, wait, this is for fucking this kids? I don't okay. Sure. Yeah, this is pretty uh yeah, that joke's pretty racy. But like like yeah. you realize that like a kid's not getting like fingerprints, like kids not getting that, you know what I mean? Like they don't understand what they're what you're talking about. Yeah. Whereas the parent walking through the room when they say that is like, yeah, 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 or that, or that. There's that yeah. too. I just, I hope we get some more like uh, good idea, bad idea, and and like yeah. chicken boo and all these. Yeah, chicken boo is always a big and obviously favorite. Pinky and um, the brain. Ooh, I would love an updated version of um, Nations of the yeah. World. Yep. What was the um, which was apparently all done in a single take? I think. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. legendarily. Yeah. The Grouchy Squirrel. What was the Grouchy Squirrel's name? Uh, Slap, the old Slappy, lady squirrel. Squirrel. Oh. Slappy Squirrel. Yes, oh, Slappy so Squirrel. Slappy Squirrel. Yeah. 
Some of those bits were awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, I loved Animaniacs growing up. It was good. Good times. Fun. That's awesome that they're bringing it back, too, yeah. because we don't really have that kind of show on anymore, right? Like, it doesn't... No, well... Not yeah. that I know of, anyway. No, not that... I mean, that sort of plays very much on, like, those sort of, like, vaudeville variety show vibes, and there's not really much of that out right now, so that's... I mean, maybe you could say, like, Robot Chicken has kind of that vibe, and, you know, sort of quick... Quick, punchy yeah, jokes. You can't, you can't, you can't no, show, you can't show fucking robots to any kids. Yeah. <laughs> you probably, well, I guess you could, but like, you probably don't want them to go to school that weekend. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Jesus. Also, Robot Chicken has kind of bled. The last couple of years have not been like the strongest of the bunch, but they still get a, they get a good zinger off yeah. every once in a while. I still watch it pretty regularly. I like Robot yeah, Chicken. I still, I still watch They're never going to match those like first, like five seasons, which are just like every fucking skit was ridiculously funny. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I That's mean, they're true. starting to reach for content and stuff like that now, which makes sense. You know, it's sort of, they have a lot of stuff they can draw from, but there's only some things they can go back to the well on so many times. So, yeah. And you know, like, the, the, the same, like, you know, they like, go tell the same, like, this is a weird homoerotic yeah. He-Man joke. That's funny. <laughs> like how many times, like how many times can you go to that? Well, right. A lot, apparently. So, yeah, well, a lot. Yeah. They did it. They've done it for like 14 years or something now. <laughs> so. It's not as funny as it was the first time you had uh, Skeletor and He-Man making out in action figure form <laughs> in stop motion. Um, oh, memories. Yeah. Good times. 2004, <laughs> whatever that was. Uh, and finally, in the continuation of the sort of Hollywood uh, male abuser purge, two things uh, I wanted to note. One is that uh, this sequel to Bright, which I still haven't watched and don't know if I ever will, uh, is apparently completely nah, detached nah. from Max Landis at this point. Yeah, which is fine because Max Landis can go fuck himself, but that's exactly because Max, yeah, Max Landis is just a legendary fucking douchebag of the highest caliber, even when not considering the fact that he's been accused of sexual abuse now. So I'll take any opportunity I can to say fuck Max, fuck Max Landis. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, 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 I'm hit or miss on him. Like, I liked American Alien. I thought that was a pretty good Superman Uh, story. But like, I've never words on American Alien. Well, I might need to reread it. It's been a while since I read it. Um, but I remember enjoying it. I, I think I liked um, the one that Kurt Busiek did a couple years earlier than that. Better, like was that Secret, Secret Identity? Or Secret Identity? Yeah, yeah, that was better. I, so I think that had is either Stuart Eminent or Lionel Francis Yu was doing the pencils on that. I and think it was Stuart Eminent. I think you're yeah. Right. Um, so that was I think that's kind of like my Superman origin story. I mean, Man of Steel is always going to kind of be like the Superman origin origin story for me. But mm-hmm. I liked that the uh, the Secret Origin one. I did not. There was some stuff in that Max Landis one that I don't overly care for. And like, yeah, yeah. I hear him on podcasts and I'm like, just shut the fuck up. You idiot. Yeah, you, so, yeah. Exactly. Ride on your dad's fucking legendary coattails for the next 40 years. Yep. Just fucking Hollywood privilege. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's like, hey, my dad made American Werewolf in London. Love yep. me. No, your dad. I love your dad. You're a fucking <laughs> And it's nice. So it's really nice to see that finally get checked. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, hopefully he'll get shut out at this point because yeah. whatever. And uh, yeah. uh, Brian Sing- Singer has been removed as executive producer from Legion, uh, apparently at his own request, uh, just to sort of distance himself from it and not have his name tainted since he's been caught up in all this shit too. I could kind of see there's there there might be a bigger political reason for that, especially like if Disney's coming in to all that, like getting their fingers involved in that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They could be like, he needs to get the fuck out. Yeah. It's Disney, right? They yep. could be like, we own this shit now, or we're going to very soon get him out. And yep, yeah. Well, I mean, they've also got John Lasseter, who there's been granted not maybe the same True. scale as allegations as we've had with like Harvey Weinstein or Max Landis or uh, Brian Singer, but 
he walked away pretty fast too though like those disney yeah. guys they take that family friendly image like very very seriously yeah so like those kind of guys are just going to be like nope out you're fucking gone like we don't ever want to hear from you ever again because we are disney and we own everything so fuck you get out yeah well yeah i mean it's Something similar is happening right now in uh, Canadian theater. Did you guys yeah. hear about the Soul Pepper oh, allegations? Sure. Yep. This is outside my wheelhouse. So, um, <laughs> well, what happened was um, there's uh, the director, one of the founding fathers, I guess, of the Soul Pepper Theater Company in Toronto, which is one of the biggest independent theater companies. I remember um, when they were has been called a yeah when they were little. They, he's been called a serial sexual predator because he would like go after so many women in the theater department in the acting department just pretending that he was under the uh guise of directing casting or whatever he, yeah. yeah casting he would expose himself to women and say it was a joke um and it like, might have been a joke i mean what they saw well, yeah that's true too <laughs> that, but like he would go up and he would remove male actors from a scene and be like, no, I want you to be sensual with her. I want you to touch her and like feel her and like massage her. So he would go up and show them how he wanted it done and like just totally just grope and kiss and fondle and like abuse these women, but they would never be able to say anything because his wife was the HR oh, Jesus. woman. And uh, That's a problem. so they, yeah, so he pretty much had, you know, like a free ride doing this. And his wife and was cool with it? woman didn't feel, his wife didn't know because nobody would come oh, forward because you would get kicked out of the company. Mm. And that's, you know, been the, the thing about theater for so long is that if you didn't, or like if the, if the director or casting director or anyone in the upper echelon of the community the theater community didn't like you your career was over if you weren't Oof. established and soul pepper was an establishing place because they also started a school for actors just out of university or college programs so like this guy has been abusing women for years and they were just like you need to step down and he was like um okay i'll, I'll do that now because it's probably best for the company and it's like oh you're not doing this because your choice—it's your choice. You're doing this because you know if you don't, in the next day you will be a mo- you will be seen as a monster and therefore treated as a monster. Mm-hmm. So people who are leaving of their own volition lately, it's because they know the truth will come out. But people might not dig as hard if you leave on your own. Yeah, or the media might not sell it as hard if you've already stepped down, kind of thing. Because you made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, at least in this case, uh, my understanding is that there are maybe not that there aren't statute of limitations on these sort of charges in Canada, but that they're much longer if they do exist. So there he's still there's actually charges being filed against him, whereas for a lot of these ones in the U.S., they've happened years ago when the statute of limitations is passed on them. So, yeah, so that these guys are never going to face any legal reprieve. But Albert Schultz, it sounds like, is going to be gone after in a court of law as well, which is good to see. Yeah. But it's just interesting because, like, I know as a woman who's been in even just community level theater, Mm -hmm. like, sexual exploitation has sort of just been a run of the mill thing that you experience. Like, I've been, I've seen so many men's penises because they thought it was a funny joke. I've been, like, 
pinned in um, backstage or like in dressing rooms because guys wanted to like, you know, watch you change and shit like that. And like, it's all under the guise of, you know, it's fun or the hazing rituals when you're part of a new theater company. Mm-hmm. So sounds like sports shit. this just sounds like jockey sports shit that I have nothing. I have no actual reference for cause I didn't do either of those things. So, <laughs> Well, theater is always set, always uh, already kind of like a touchy feely area kind of thing. Yeah. So I guess it's probably easy in that easy to sort of uh, just brush something aside under that guise uh, kind of thing. Um, whereas sports is just more just straight up male dominated. Yeah. So there's not much room for you know at least heterosexual abuse in yeah. that industry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just played in bands growing up, so we just treated each other like shit and drank a lot. That was pretty <laughs> much it. I just got like a yeah. breaking news thing that came up. So apparently, um, Kiernan Shipkin, who was the the daughter yeah. on Mad Men. Mad Men, she played Sally uh, Draper on Mad Men, is just got yeah. cast as Sabrina the Teenage Witch in the Riverdale spinoff. Yeah, I saw that. My sister will be very excited about. I like her. She's a good actress. She was like probably one of the better actresses on Mad Men, which is saying something because Mad yeah. Men was an excellently acted show. So yeah, and something I need to rewatch for some. I, I feel like I need to rewatch. It's been a long time since I've watched it. I still have not fucking finished Mad Men. Oh really? Well, so it was a show that I've never watched it. It was phenomenal. I mean, Christy, you should watch it just for the acting. The performances on yeah. phenomenal. Also, it, it kind of has to do with our industry too. Like, it's it's very telling mm-hmm. of like the early days of like design and um, advertising and like that kind of media stuff. It's it's really for me like in that kind of way, it was very fascinating. Like how art direction works and all that kind of stuff, especially back then. Like in a very hands on kind of way, it's really cool to watch from like yeah. that pers- like from a designer perspective too. So yeah, but essentially what happened was uh it was a show alicia and i watched together and she just would only be in the mood to watch it um in the fall like in certain times of year kind of thing yeah. like she wouldn't want to watch it like over the summer and then she just we just never got around and we ended up getting like a season and a half behind and so i haven't watched like most of the sixth season or any of the final season mm. i've got it all downloaded and just sitting there waiting but someday it's all i I've, i think i've i've watched it when it finished i did a massive rewatch and like watched the whole thing again and that was the last time i saw it and i still like i love the shit out of that show and like that's one of i know a lot of people like get shitty about the don draper character and i don't particularly like like the don draper character but i think john ham does an amazing job playing don draper so it's like mm-hmm. it's captivating to watch that's what i've heard his performance is so his performance like, is unreal. so good. everybody on that show i believe it he's wonderful him and elizabeth moss just fucking crushed that show so yeah absolutely cool um but yeah that was i think that was everything that i had yeah i don't have anything else left so and we've been going for 48 <laughs> minutes already yeah just doing news oh, time to move time on. Geek of the week, guys do your little rigmarole geek of the week i have nothing like really i wish i'd made a montage of songs for the next ep- next segment too what? What? What are you talking about? I, I for the for meat of the episode oh, okay. because of what we're talking about. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. This is Geek of the Week. Well, since you're talking, Christy, why don't you uh, fire us with your your Geek of the Week? I will tell you my Geek of the Week. I will tell you. It, it's okay. So um, I logged because I had this week off. I played all of Fractured Butthole. <laughs> I thought you said you didn't have any time to yourself. Um, 
Except all I that time. I made time. I was up until like 3 a.m. playing this game, Got like almost every night. Um, oh, you finished it? Yeah. Oh, how's like how's the end game? I'll say this. Thoroughly enjoyed the game. Wish it had come before Stick of Truth, because then I would have liked it better. Yeah, Stick of Truth, I, I remember enjoying more. And I'm not like, this is not the kind of game that I'm really into. Like, it's very real-time strategy, like RPG-ish. And I was like, I'm in it for South Park. I'm not in it for the gameplay kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, but me too. I felt me like too. Stick of Truth was like, I feel like Stick of Truth was a better story. Like had, a, more, had a better South Park kind of feel to it than this yes, one. Absolutely. Although the pooping mini game in the new one fucking killed me the first time i did it so but then you had to do it like 15 times and i missed one toilet i missed one toilet Uh, i'm so mad i didn't realize you could go back when you went back in time there were toilets oh okay yeah but so what you gotta play this game tim it's so ridiculous i know you're not a south park game but like a south park guy but it's so fucking funny and like it's so well put together too which is like the the most surprising part of it it's a genuinely good game yeah yeah oh yeah 100 percent. but yeah what i was gonna say was that I, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun, but I would say that South Park Stick of Truth was, like you said, a better story, and there was more exploration. This one was pretty limited. Yeah, it's pretty linear. This one. Yeah, and you're exp- and you're exploring, um, and there was no uh, sort of spoilers, but like there was no ridiculous sex scene, and we kept being promised it, <laughs> and I was really upset that there was no like absolutely just ridiculous like the one in stick of truth just oh my god it's so funny and like there wasn't as fantastical you know i know what they were trying to do with this game and like i said really enjoyed it but i do wish it had come before stick of truth because stick of truth was just so bold yeah stick of truth is like a like a nine out of ten and this is like an eight out of ten kind of thing like maybe 7.5 eight out of ten like they're they're both good games but like there's something really fresh and really solid about stick of truth like i feel like um fractured butthole did not land except i will admit fractured butthole is still my favorite game title of all time like that is the most yeah. ridiculously funny title i've ever heard in my life it is so, so silly yeah <laughs> um, only those guys can get away with it and it's, it's so silly but uh the other you need thing to take I- a break what is going on with your eyes oh uh, they just do this sometimes don't worry about it um they so just bleed um, like this sometimes yeah, yeah, my geez. eyes bleed and my nose bleeds. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna I'm gonna switch and not stare at you. I think for for a little while because you, you're poking at your eyes is making me really uncomfortable. <laughs> is that is that Mark's thing? I'm wiping underneath. Mark doesn't like people yeah, touching eyes. eyes. I don't like I don't like touching eyes or anything. Like you remember the opening scene to First Contact? Yeah, where uh, they, the board thing touched. Like that almost made me gag in the movie theater <laughs> when I was watching it. I was like, and I was so I think I I pretty much missed the establishing shot of like the board's most of like him waking up and stuff like that in there because they did that shot and i was like i can't deal with the eye thing yeah (laughs) oh is this a weakness that you have Mm. i've told you guys this i don't think so i know but i forgot i don't think you have okay yeah no i have a thing like touching eyes or like there's that art school video they make you watch uh that they slice the eyeballs it's like a grape or something like that and that like no i think i think it's an actual eyeball like but it was like a um uh like a corpse like a cow or something yeah or, or, or yeah yeah something either way <laughs> i remember they they showed that and i was like i had to get up and leave for a yeah. couple minutes because <laughs> they like, show that as like a lesson in editing like hey look what you, you the yeah. illusion you can create uh you can make it look yeah. like this actual person is having their eyeball sliced open yeah. by using editing yeah they should they showed it to, they showed it to us in arts art class and i literally almost threw up all over the place <laughs> so i wasn't i wasn't Good alone but like i, I 
I was definitely yeah. the one with the, the the most violent reaction to it. Like had to get Super up. Super uncomfortable. Couldn't deal with it. So yeah, there you have a weakness now. It only took you seventy seven episodes to get to it, but well, well, no, we also we always Excellent. had Exorcist. Yeah, that. I feel like that yeah. is lessened. We always had Linda Blair. I feel like that one is lessened this year a little bit because you guys fucking saturation bombed me with it at uh, you're well on my birthday last year. Yeah, thank you. I'm like Chris. <laughs> I'm like Christy. My immersion therapy worked. <laughs> hey, my immersion therapy let me go to Best Buy. That's true. That's true. Buy Totoro. And buy that fucking movie. So thank you. I, don't but, um, <laughs> I can actually have a copy of The Exorcist in the house now. I have a copy of The Exorcist yeah, in the house, which I was never able to do before. Just like throw them in the fucking snow. Don't want them in the house. Get shit <laughs> away from me. But just speaking of monsters, the last thing, I, my geek of the week that I wanted to add was I went and saw the Guillermo del Toro um, yeah, monsters exhibit. I gotta get, I gotta get oh. that shit. Because like it everybody I know, I know, I know I'm going to go this weekend. I've had so many people in my Instagram feed going and like seeing it. I'm like, ah, fuck, I should have made better plans it's very cool it's both smaller and bigger than i expected it to be smaller in that i thought there would be like set pieces like stuff in there set pieces yeah but it's actually all stuff from his house yeah and um i thought there it would be site specific to like i was do you remember how they had the lord of the rings exhibit at the rom and you wandered through like mirkwood and like um yeah certain areas had it set up for certain parts of the movies i was kind of hoping with this what they would do would be to create a bit more ambiance where it was like uh pan's labyrinth was one section okay yeah. and then yeah. like you know crimson peak and then um hellboy hellboy and uh you know a bunch of his like freak show yeah. that wasn't his no um that was one he got a lot of inspiration from yeah i have to watch that in our school too Weird. Like uh, his Frankenstein <laughs> section because he was obsessed with Frankenstein. Like, I, I just kind of wish it had a bit more, bit more ambiance. Fair enough. To specific movies, but it was still very, very cool and made me forget how violent Pan's Labyrinth was until mm-hmm. I got into it because it's one of my favorite movies ever. But I forgot about all of the insane violence they were showing clips and i was like oh i forgot about that yeah. oh, oh oh i forgot <laughs> about that oh no i forgot about that and it's like just the like look on the the captain's face specifically um where he's like what the part when he's like bashing the guy's nose in and the other like when they're taking the fingernails and like shoving them under like pieces underneath um the guy's fingernails, how bloodied he is at the end of the movie. And when they shoot the doctor at the end, when it's just like, because they just don't like him. And there's just like so much like gore. And I forgot how like that was such a focus of Guillermo del Toro's. Yeah. Like it's not violence because violence. Like he always has. It's, it's in in effect, like he uses it to, to stress Certain story well, he's using it, and that kind of yeah. thing. He's, yeah, he's using it to elicit an emotional response, not just yeah. like shock. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's trying to set a mood with it. So, like, it's valid, but it's yeah. Sometimes it is like, especially in Pan's Labyrinth. I remember that being like very un- sitting in a movie theater, being like, I am very uncomfortable yes. sitting here watching this right now. And like again, he offsets it with you know, try um, constantly showing the message that the monsters aren't the monsters. They're actually yeah. there's beauty in that. But sometimes I do find that for the effect he is um he uses shock 
And um, I'd forgotten a lot because I actually haven't seen as much of his work as I would like. But now I'm kind of reminded why I take long breaks in between watching his stuff. Mm -hmm. Because it is meant to both show the realities of violence while giving a far more intense in your face view than you will see in most films it's just like the silence uses around it or like the score and everything it's it's very non-dramatized in a very dramatic way i think is the best way i can think to describe it yeah yeah we got to do that episode like the the uncomfortable sits episode because oh yeah, so, we should do that next week like, that and like because i was just thinking like I, I there's probably you were saying about um not being able to go back to it very often. Like there's definitely some like directors that I, I can't, I can watch like one movie for them, like maybe a year. And then I'm kind of, I need to tap out for a little while. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I was having a real hard time getting through twin peaks. And then like, <laughs> I heard the, the third season is like really fucking super intense. Cause it's on cable. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I'm up for that right now. <laughs> Guys, so, so yeah, no, I've heard it's amazing. And like, I love David Lynch's stuff. But, like, like, I, like Lynch is a really good example for that. Like I can yeah. watch like one movie of his, and then like, I need to like, totally, t- I can't do like a fucking marathon of them. Yeah. yeah you gotta I, take a break. Yeah. Cause otherwise I'm just gonna be like, you know, maybe I'll just slip my wrist. Cause that yeah. might be more pleasant than sitting through <laughs> these fucking movies. <laughs> well, not just that, that but like the fucking, enjoyable. yeah. Like the fucking existential crisis. Those movies give you too. Like, Oh, oh my God, yeah. what's real. Oh, what's God, not? Yeah. It's yeah. true. And like Pan's Labyrinth is like that a lot because yeah. you, you're you constantly wondering how much of it is, you know, a, ch- a child's imagination, mm-hmm. how much of it is actually like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is yeah. real. Like, he is yeah. the monster of this film. So yeah. that's cool, though. I, yeah, I really want to get out and see that. I, you got I really two wish days, I, man. I hope I can get to it, but if I don't, I'll, I will just have to live vicariously through all the Instagram pictures I saw from everybody else I know who <laughs> went and saw it the last couple months or the last month or so. I took some fun so. photos. I thought they were. You did. Cool. You had some cool. You had some good shots. Thank um, you. My friend Sam, uh, who listens to the podcast, she took a bunch of good stuff too while she mm. was there. So, shout out to her. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. We should have another girl. Like, she should come and guest one time. It'd be nice to talk she to somebody who's a girl. Hates hates being like i i talked to her about it once and she's like no i've never been on a podcast like, <laughs> okay tim you want to do your geek of the week uh sure so driving driving home from fucking uh canada oh. to atlanta that was hardly geeky just long yeah. no my my geek of the week is probably the start of a long project uh which is one that i shared to our facebook page so uh, i saw a post uh that was like if you start watching um the mcu movies uh today or this week and you watch like one every week, then mm-hmm. you'll have watch, rewatched all of them by the time, including including Black Panther. Yeah, too, right? by the time so. you get to Infinity War, uh, and it's a lot of those. Like I only own a couple of them, and a lot of them uh, I haven't seen since I saw them in theaters. Really? Yeah. So I figured it was about time that I went back and rewatched them. Yeah. Is this about um, so I, Yeah. So I uh, I uh, started that project. I watched Iron Man this week, and it's every bit as good as I remember. And yeah. Yeah, and, and you don't even realize like how many like lines and and moments from that movie are now like sort of iconic parts of film history. Like the moment in the beginning, like where Stark is in front of the mountains and unveiling yeah, unveiling the Jericho, and yeah, this uh, just oh, such a fucking amazing bit of casting. So yeah, I, I started that project, and it'll take me however many like 16 you know four four or five months or something like that but it's not that bad right it's like two hours a week that yeah. I dedicate to it and i can do other stuff while i'm watching them i think um 
I think when we get to uh, like probably right before my my I think that my last hosting before Infinity War, I'd like to do like a more an MCU, MCU kind of like like let's talk about the whole fucking thing leading up to this kind of thing. Because yeah. I've I've been I'm not I don't think I'm gonna do that like the way you guys like everybody's talking about doing like the one a week. I want to do like the weekend a before marathon, just shut down for a weekend and just yeah. like watch them all and like go into Infinity War with everything like right in my brain and then mm-hmm. go to it because. I'm like just dying for Infinity War. Like I, like I'm messing myself over fucking Black Panther images this week. So yeah, yeah. No, that's so, the, there's there's actually a couple of people who are doing podcasts like once a week that. Yeah. and doing that like leading up to Infinity War. So yeah, I mean I that's can pretty- do like little 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 updates every week, but uh, or something like that. But yeah, so I and I didn't even like I said I don't have a lot of them on like Blu-ray or anything. So and I figured if I'm gonna watch them, I should watch them in like HD on my like my nice like big 65 inch TV that we just you got. Get, so you can get some of them in 4K now. I think like I think the Iron Man movies specifically. There's a box set of like 4K Ultra HD. Oh, yeah. I don't have could, maybe maybe snag a uh, copy of that you can stream over to your uh, TV. Yeah, mm. I don't. Um, I don't have a 4K DVD Blu-ray player yet, but maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm saying but, maybe maybe visit someplace where you can yeah. download a file that is Ultra <laughs> HD. I don't know. Fair, fair enough. I'm not even sure if my media center can output 4K uh, to my TV. Are you HDMI out? Yeah, should be okay. Give it a shot. I, I might need like well the the graphics card in is like five or seven years old or something like it's just, that. It's just so. it's it's just pixels, so it shouldn't be. It's not like it's rendering. Yeah. So. yeah. Give it a shot. Um, It'd be worth watching those movies in like Ultra HD. So true, true. But uh, yeah, so I and I I did go ahead and order the uh, the Phase One movies because the only one that I uh, actually I might have the Hulk movie as well. I'm not sure, but I I had Iron Man, but I don't think I had any of the other Phase Ones. So I yeah. ordered the fucking Phase One like Blu-ray box set, and I got it today. Except they sent me the Phase Two one instead. Oh really? But I was like, there's well, a, there's a Phase gonna... Two box set. Yeah. Hmm. See, I buy them as they come out. Like I get the first edition of them as they come out. Like I always buy like the like day one. I want that one. Yeah. So I have those versions. So I'd been holding out because I really wanted those like big collector sets that had like the infinity yeah, the cool art and stuff with them, and yeah, and all the little like collectible shit. But those are like like for the phase one one. Uh, it's like eight hundred bucks now or something like that on eBay. So I was like, no, fuck it. I'm just gonna get the movies. Maybe someday I'll be able to afford like this crazy collector set, but not today. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, and so I had to go ahead and fucking reorder the phase one because they sent me the phase two. I was like, well, I'm going to need the phase two anyways. And it was almost the exact same price. So I'm not going to bother returning it. I'll just get ordered the phase one as well. So that's fair. Hopefully that'll come. That should come like Sunday and then I can get Iron Man two under my belt. No. Yeah. Hulk, 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 then Iron Man two. And then, uh, Edward Norton Hulk. I want to say Thor's next and then cap. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. That's up your Avengers. That's awesome, though. That's cool that you're doing that because like I've, I've seen a, I've seen a bunch of people like either making it a part of their podcast or like starting separate podcasts from like one of the ones they already do for like that mm-hmm. run and like doing those 18 weeks of episodes about it. I'm like, that's a fucking cool idea. Like, yeah, I'd rather just do like the one big binge because I'm a crazy person. But yeah, someday I'd like to sit down and do a big binge of them like over a few days or something like that. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know when I have time for that. Yeah. Um, my geek of the week, uh, this week was, was kind of a weird one. Um, do you guys know who Chris Jericho is the wrestler? Yeah. The wrestler? Yeah. yeah. So Chris Jericho did a giant match. He's been promoting a giant match. He's working. He worked a match on, well, I guess Saturday night at two o'clock in the morning. I don't know. He was working in Japan uh, at a, he did their big. So new Japan pro wrestling does a giant, uh, show every new year. 
called Wrestle Kingdom. And he went over and did a match with a guy named Kenny Omega, who's like a, like a North American wrestler who's been wrestling in Japan for the past five or 10 years. And it's kind of like their biggest star now. And everybody's been kind of waiting for him to come back to North America and sign with WWE and do that kind of thing. But instead of doing that, he got Chris Jericho while he was on hiatus from WWE and not doing a Fozzie tour to go over and do a match with him at Wrestle Kingdom. So last night I was like super stoned and I watched the 45 minute uh, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega match at Wrestle Kingdom last year, which or last night or this year. So it was <laughs> that's, pretty. It's uh, pretty fucking geeky. It was pretty fucking nerdy. Yeah, I was so not used to, and it's like it's such a different style, style of, of presentation yeah. from what like WWE has become the last like ten years or so, which I'm barely paying attention to half the time. Like I know my cousin when I was home for break, he's like, uh, "Royal Rumble's coming up," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I guess it is." Like we haven't done a pay per view in forever. So I was, but I remember I kept seeing news. It kept hitting my front page on Reddit about Kenny Omega fighting Chris Jericho, and I was like. I'm a big Jericho fan from back in the day, so maybe I should check it out. And it was a good match. It was a nice, like, 30-minute, well-told story inside of wrestling. And pro wrestling is one of those things that we don't talk about, but it is such a nerdy, 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 nerdy fucking pastime that people are into. Yeah. I, I went through a wrestling phase a long time ago, but never never quite stuck. I kind of like, come and go with it, depending on what's going on. I, just, I was super interested because I'd seen Kenny Omega do some stuff at Wrestle Kingdom last year, the, two years ago, because JR, who used to announce Raw, did the announcing for Wrestle Kingdom the one year? I think it was at 10 or 11. So last year, the year before. So I watched the show just to hear JR do the announcing. Yeah. But then this year, I was like, oh, I really like Kenny Omega. And then I heard him and Jericho were going to fight. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because I like Jericho. And Kenny Omega's like just all personality all the time. So it was a pretty mm-hmm. intense, like little promo set and fun to watch kind of thing. And it's like the nerdiest thing I could possibly do this week because <laughs> pro wrestling is just like, whew. Yeah. That's a different rabbit hole than what we usually talk about. So yeah, nice. Yeah. So yeah, but if you're if you're even remotely interested in pro wrestling at all, I'd definitely go try and try and find the Kenny Omega Jericho match. It's they what are they calling it? Alpha versus Omega because Jericho came first and Omega's ripping him like Kenny Omega's ripping him off. That was the whole mm-hmm. angle of the thing. So definitely go check it out. It was an interesting match. It's such a weird. It's weird to see the the style differential between like the wrestling and the presentation of stuff compared to what you would pretty much get now in North America, which is only going to be WWE stuff, right? So there you go. All right, let's move along to uh, meat of the episode, guys. Meat of the episode. Your old meat. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> I feel like I'm feeling kind of disappointed, Chris. You made it sound like you had a bigger plan for the meat or you were going to plan something more elaborate for meat of the episode. Aged meat. Well, that's why I said I, I wish I'd remembered what we were talking about because like i had this vague i should have checked back in the thing it's just been like i said i it wasn't the top of my list i apologize and uh, i wish i'd put together like a little montage of like big themes and music to do like a mashup for the meat of the episode okay fair enough like Let's do, do the star wars theme mixed with the wonder woman theme and thor ragnarok and oh, then the wonder woman you're... theme that you love to death no i would have done something else for wonder woman it's so dumb it doesn't even make sense it doesn't even fit her fucking character or the movie where else do we hear these fucking riffs that just put them into some fan I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm I, um, I actually liked it. you haven't seen Justice League but they did a uh, a retake of it that was more simple they like they did an orchestra did. no but they did an orchestra version of it that was a little bit more toned down it was actually oh, pretty okay. good I liked okay. it if there's I an liked orchestra the, 
Yeah, like yeah. they did it with, with like Danny with Elfman. Guitar-y. Did, yeah, it, it integrated into the score and did it with more like like a string arrangement kind of thing. It was much more uh, suitable for what I was I was hoping for than that. So anyway, so anyway, meat of the episode this week. Um, we were just going to do we're just going to do a little 2017 roundup. We're going to kind of talk about our favorite things that we saw, heard, saw, and did Played. this year or. Played, I guess. Yes, played. I did. I did mention gaming, didn't I? Um, this year, so I just I asked the guys, and Christy forgot and then didn't do it. What their favorite things were this year? So I put. I gave three categories. Christy's giving me the fucking eye right now. That's awesome. Uh, I gave the three categories: so movies, TV, music, and gaming. That's four. So I figured we would. That's four. Yeah, I can't. Count. I'm a graphic designer, man. I not. It's okay. I'm the scientist. I'm here to keep you honest. <laughs> really pregnant pause right there it's <laughs> nice all right uh so why don't we start with movies okay and we'll start with tim so because i know he's probably prepared and chris is I'm probably prepped. thinking about no, it i'm prepped <laughs> okay <laughs> so how, how are we let's start with tim anyway then <clears throat> just wanna, you just want to keep it casual like do i have to say yeah, like my casual. exact favorite so i think i my exact favorite movie from 20 or from 2017 was pretty pretty easy to identify for me it was uh Blade Runner 2049 far and away yeah and that well that's going uh, that's that's going to run across at least you and I cuz that was my pick for this year like overall like that movie fucking blew my mind and having rewatched it this week too um on that weed that Sunny got oh, for nice. me, by the way <laughs> was fucking spectacular I'm sure. like just amazing like such a good fucking movie so yeah i mean it like like we talked about in our episode four it was just like it it hit all the right notes it was just firing on all cylinders every aspect of it worked together so well performances were outstanding the effects and everything the story were all like the pacing were all just fucking on point and like it's i mean that's probably one of if not the best movies that i've seen like this decade let alone this year it's it's up there it's definitely one of like the best movies i've seen in a long time yeah so so that that one was pretty easy for me to pick out it was just uh like that was the one movie i was just sitting there like on like maybe not on the edge of my seat kind of thing but i was just so engaged in it the whole time yeah yeah i was super happy with the way that movie turned out so um i'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know what are we, we know you're going to share our feelings christy um, I came up with uh, lots of lists. So is this like my absolute favorite movie of? Well, I think yeah, why don't we just do like absolute favorite right like right off the top, and then we yeah. can kind of talk about other stuff that we liked this year. Because I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of crossover yeah. in the stuff. Because there's gonna be mainly stuff that we talked about probably already. That was kind of mm-hmm. the main thrust. So it's it's kind of hard because like the movie I saw that I loved the most this year was actually made in 2016. So does that mean I'm not allowed to talk about it as my absolute favorite of 2017? Yes. No, I don't know. Whatever. Just talk Just talk about whatever you want to talk okay, about. Well, I'll say this. My favorite movie that I saw this year was Hunt for the Wilder People, which is by the same director who did Thor. Oh, and it was, yeah, it, it was awesome. It was so good. So I'd probably say my, my favorite, my favorite, favorite movie of the year that I saw in theaters was probably actually uh, Thor Ragnarok or The Greatest Showman. Not because, oh, really? like, who's the greatest showman? What the hell is that? The Hugh Jackman, that was Hugh Jackman. about uh, PT Barnum. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. I've heard nothing yeah. but terrible things about that movie. You know what? It was just real fun, and I didn't go into it knowing anything or expecting anything or knowing anything about PT Barnum, who actually ended up being like a total horrible piece ass piece of shit. 
But yeah. um, for fun, I I found that this year uh, there weren't a ton of movies that I went to that I was like in awe of. Like it did look like visually spectacular. Yes, Blade Runner was really like really enjoyable, but because I went into it hating the first experience, <laughs> the first so one, much, yeah. like it was it wasn't the same. But like Thor Ragnarok was so fun, and that's like my favorite. He's one of my favorite directors, so um, I just I had a lot of fun watching it. And again, I like I really enjoyed movies like It and Wonder Woman. The Wonder Woman can go suck it with the ending, but and like biggest streaming one that I liked was Michael Bolton's big sexy Valentine's Day special. <laughs> but um, I just I didn't find that I haven't taken in enough of the movies that came out this winter that were like the big box office ones, like Lady Bird or. Um, you know, for all the money in the world and stuff like that. So I, I feel like I really missed a lot of really awesome movies in theaters this year. Because there was just so much on Netflix. Well, there's just so much everywhere. Like, it's impossible yeah. to keep up. Like, I have I have a, a laundry list of shit that I need to, like, watch and catch up on. But I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm, I probably never will at this point because there's just too much. Well, to- I was thinking at the end we could do, like... I have I had kind of a list of stuff that like I wanted to get to but never did so we could yeah. we could probably spend oh, a little time on that. I've got I have that's that. Thank you for stealing my riff. I have that. You're welcome. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, no, I I'm I'm right there with you with uh, Thor and uh, so like Blade Runner twenty forty nine was easily my favorite movie of the year, but like I definitely had and like they're like vastly different kinds of movies. Obviously, even though they're both comic book movies, but like Thor and Logan both yeah. blew me the fuck away. Both movies were just like as good as you could get from those kind of movies at this point, I think like I loved Thor, Thor was so much fun. I've watched it like six fucking times. It's now. so fun. Like it I just enjoy so the good. shit out of it. So much fun to watch. L- Logan so. was up there for me. It was and then one, Logan, one I rewatched time. in, I did the black and white version not too long mm-hmm. ago. Like, cause yeah, I the Blu-ray yeah. and I saw, so I rewatched that. And like, I was, I'm now that I've had a chance to like sit and like really think about it even more than like what we did when we reviewed it like seen it a couple times and kind of like put the pieces together and stuff. Like it's, that was probably what, like out of all the comic book movies this year, and this is going to sound shocking coming from me, considering I'm usually kind of poo pooey on the, the Fox, like the X-Men movies. Like, I think that's the best comic book movie that came out this year. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I'll agree. Like, I think it was, Oh wait, no, I, you said Thor. No, Logan. Logan. Yeah, Logan. I'll agree. Oh, never mind. I was going to say Thor. Yeah, you I haven't even seen Logan. How is Christy agreeing? She hasn't fucking watched Logan. Sorry. I thought you were talking about uh, Thor. No, no, no. Logan. Logan's the one that, uh, like, really, like, I mean, Blade Runner and Logan were the two that, like, this year just, like, totally, like, captivated me to the point. Well, I mean, Thor to a certain extent, but I think that's just because it's just, like, a romp. Like, I just had so much fun watching it, and it has held up for the most part on repeat viewing, where, like, I've watched it again. I'm like, ha, this is still awesome. I still enjoy this shit out of every second of this movie. So, because, like, everything else that came out, like, Justice League and Guardians 2 were both, like, they were both decent, like, serviceable movies. Like, I didn't have huge problems with them. Like I had some problems with Justice League, and I had some problems with Guardians. I less than you guys did, I think, when we did the review with Guardians. Um, but when I rewatched it, yeah. yeah, like when I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, I kind of. There's some stuff that they said that I kind of agree with, even though whatever. <laughs> and then like Spider Man and Wonder Woman, like I was super happy with both of those. Maybe Spider Man a little bit more because it didn't shit the bed in the third <laughs> act, like Wonder Woman kind of did. But yeah. Wonder Woman was so good up until that point that I I'm forgiving a lot of the end of it, like. The, the Zack Snyder floaty fight, I was like, eh, whatever, doesn't matter. But like the, the rest of it was so well put together. And also Gal Gadot so well put together <laughs> that I'll <laughs> forgive a lot. So, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, Spider Man Homecoming was definitely up there for me. Like maybe probably top five of my movies from this year. 
but yeah, Logan, absolutely. I agree. Like it was just hit all the right beats and had very few missteps for me. Uh, it was just really solid overall. So I'll take your word for it. You should really, I feel, I feel weird that you have not watched. I really think you should watch it. It's so good. Christy. I know it will crush you, but like, it's so worth sitting mm-hmm. through. Like it's such a well put together movie. Yeah. Like, I think he might, uh, I think Patrick Stewart might get a nod actually this year. Like there's rumors going around that he might get floated into the Oscar pool for that movie. It was a year. great performance. As, Would for supporting. Hugh Jackman? He should get one, but they won't give him a lead. Like, they'd have to give him a lead nod, and I don't think they're going to give a lead nod to the guy playing Wolverine, unfortunately. Yeah. That would be awesome, though. Because he worked his fucking balls off in that movie. He was really oh, yeah. good. So well, He's a great actor who gets overlooked a lot because of the stuff that he's in. Yeah. he they, That movie might get screenplay, too, actually. Like, it's like a script or a screenplay or something like that. It was just, like, put together pretty strongly. So there's just rumors going around that I'm, like, I hear on podcasts about like what may come up and that kind of stuff. And Logan's been floated to the top a lot this year in terms of like performances. Yeah, and writing. It was and really stuff, well so. filmed on top of being just, uh, just yeah. a great story. I think it showed that comic book movies don't have to be, you know, this festive romp of exploding and goofiness, you know, you've seen the dark Knight, right? Yeah. Yeah, but like, how long have you been, 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 been down this road before? Well, I mean, that is the trend right now, though, right? Is that uh, everybody's really yeah, seems trying to capitalize on, like, hey, let's really the Marvel fun, style. Yeah. So, well, yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I like the, that they went totally polar opposite with it. And that's why those two are the ones that stand out to me. Because, like, Thor was, like, the ultimate distillation of, like, the Marvel fun romp. Mm. Like, you can't, I don't think they can go any further with that style of movie than, like, what they did with Thor Ragnarok. And then on the other side of the spectrum is Wolverine, which was just, like, May as well have been a like a late period Clint Eastwood yeah. like movie Man just with, with no a guy name, with claws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like brutally violent and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was a good year. And that's like that was my main point. It was like to, like we had that six fucking comic book movies and they were all better than shit. Like yeah. they weren't no, shit. None of them were terrible. <laughs> better than shit. What we would remember back in the day, Tim, like the nineties, we would get like one and like it would be spawn. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or Spider-Man three. Or, or Batman or Robin. Yeah. 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 But so it's 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 an interesting time to live in where like we get six giant comic book movies plus Blade Runner twenty forty nine and a Star Wars movie no less and a Star Wars movie yeah last Je- last Jedi is in my top movies of last year as well I yeah. know you guys had your issues with it but for my money it was fucking yeah. phenomenal I was really happy with it so yeah that was just like a solid year for geekdom all around especially in the movie theater yeah. so and the other one that uh, is is less sort of genre well it's still genre but it's not a genre you normally cover but uh get out was one of my that favorite was one of mine that was one of my too. top ones too yeah get yeah. out was spectacular we haven't actually talked about that in depth but because i don't know how you would frame just do a, a move an episode about a movie that's like a year old and whatever yeah. but it's such a good fucking movie like yeah it was it, it outstanding to everybody. And, and, yeah and covered it it was a contender for my favorite of the year but at the same time it was really really good but i i don't i don't know it just wasn't as it wasn't the funness that i was looking for it was like it was fun but it, it was it was I think it was supposed to be it was kind of a, it was in a weird genre of its own yeah yeah and those i love those kinds of movies i love movies that sort of cross genres or defy genre genrefication that kind of thing yeah yeah, Get Out was definitely a standout this year. It was super solid. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next because he's got a couple things. Yeah. Including that top Twilight Zone reboot for next year, yeah. I think. That yep, I'm very yep. excited for. So that should be cool. Absolutely. Anything else you guys want to bring up before we. Uh... I want to bring up my drink before it's all gone because oh, I yeah. made it. 
I, I made a drink for the first time in a few episodes. So I, I sort of, I made a drink that was inspired by 2017's more political climate than entertainment climate. So you're just I drinking liquid shit? I named it the dumpster fire. All right. <laughs> Close enough. And it does look kind of like garbage water. It does. Yeah, it tastes pretty it really nice. Does. It's, and it looks like there's garbage uh, floating in it, too. I thought that was poop. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it does kind of look like that. It's uh, brandy, uh, brandy uh, Ferne Branca, Luxardo, which is maraschino liqueur, lemon and juice and bitters. And floating in it is like an amarena cherry, which is a fancy maraschino cherry. Mm. So it's it's bitter. And it's sour, but if you can make it through it, there's something sweet to be had at the end. There you go. Yeah, 2018. <laughs> yeah. A new year. Fuck. Or, or, you know, the little bits of, like, great entertainment that we're talking about. That's exactly, yeah. I, I, I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty convinced these comic book movies are keeping me alive these days, so... <laughs> Give you something to give you something to look, to look forward to. Like, oh god, I can't wait for Avengers. Because <laughs> if I open up the front page and see more Donald Trump shit, I'm gonna put a gun in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, so let's move Anyways. along, kind of sideways into TV. What did you guys uh, see that you liked this year on TV? What are you watching that you enjoyed? Um, there was a lot on this list. A lot of fucking like, TV this year. A lot of things. Like, I'm gonna just name off. Some of the ones that like it's hard for me not to call in my top, like this season of Rick and Morty, amazing. Yeah, um, Rick and Morty yeah, was like on my list. Yeah. yeah, like Lady Dynamite, Marvel's Runaways was pretty great. I have not uh, caught up, but of like what I've seen, I in- I've enjoyed so far. Yep, it's been good. On Facebook, that seemed to indicate you were really enjoying what's going on right now. The cliffhanger at the end of the last episode was like pretty tense. Awesome. Like yeah, yeah the, the I'm looking forward to the next episode. It looks like some fucking shit's gonna go down. Cool. I'm I'm not like up its ass as much as a lot of people seem to be, especially yeah. as much as Geeks with Kids seems to be. Yeah, <laughs> Geeks yeah. with Kids seems to be like all fucking about Runaways. It's good. It's not like it's, it's not Daredevil it's good like, though. It's like I, five or six of this year, but it's not like towards yeah. the top. Yeah, I, I've heard people comparing it to like the the first season of Daredevil or the first season of Jessica Jones and I'm like no guys no sorry like no 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 I mean if if you're looking for something that's a little more like family friendly and not quite it's, as like dark yeah. and gritty and and maybe uh gory kind of thing then sure maybe like yeah. if that's more your speed is something that's a little more like uh straightforward sort of super well not even straightforward superhero but just less like less family cursey. friendly I think yeah rated G thirteen instead of rated R. Yeah, then, yeah. Then I could see why you might prefer Runaways to maybe the Marvel Netflix. Because even the uh, the the Fox Marvel shows have tended to skew a little bit more mature. Like Legion was pretty like yeah. Lynchian, I guess would be the best way to describe. It. Like it was pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. And was it the Gifted? Yeah, the Gifted, which got renewed actually. Oddly enough, yeah. and apparently it's really strong. The first two episodes I was not keen on. I'm going to go back um because I'm seeing reviews now that are like coming up and being like. It was a really good season. You should watch it if you're an X-Men fan. I'm like, okay, well, that's it's only like 10 episodes or whatever. So I'll give her a shot. Um, I've heard that's really good. So it's a good time to be a comic book fan right now. Like, this is fucking too much. Almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Ga- sorry, Game Chris, of Thrones. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, go ahead, Yeah, Christy. like I had Game of Thrones on mine and Big Mouth, yeah, Master of None, The Good Place. Oh, The Good Place. I love The Good Place so much. It was so fun. But yeah. like, and again, like I had Brooklyn Nine Nine and like John yep. Oliver, Seth Meyers, Stephen Colbert, all their stuff. But mm, I think yep. my my top two were actually, and I haven't even finished one of them yet. But um, Atypical was okay, just phenomenal. What's that one? So it's about a boy who has um, autism and mm-hmm. how he's learning to function 
in high school and like he really wants to date someone and he falls in love with his therapist and like just like trying to navigate love as someone who has mental like has special needs i suppose i should say and um just like how his family works um with and around him and what it's like to be um you know a middle class family and have a son who and a brother who you love but also who struggles who you struggle because like as a family because of more than just him Mm -hmm. yeah and like it's just it was so real in such a like wonderful way that it it was just so refreshing to watch and like i have a very soft spot for um youth with special needs because i worked with them so much growing up um and it it was a really fresh take on how to not be so like as if you're stepping on eggshells, it just, it was a really refreshing take on mental illness and just really, really well acted. And the family dynamic was amazing. And the stories were so like sad and real and powerful, but like at the same time, you, you just, you got to watch it. I, I really loved it. There's no sci-fi about it or anything. There's nothing, you're not going to get spectacular special effects. You're not going to get anything crazy. It's just real wonderful like comedy drama. Who's the um the mom the mom who's on there? It's like um is it Jennifer Jason Lee? I think so, yeah. I've heard I've heard she's like killing it on that show. Like oh that's... she's all of them. All of them are amazing. Yeah. Cool. And then I'll check it out. Yeah, it's really good. And then um my I think my absolute favorite, I've only seen four episodes of it, is Dark, the German show. Um, oh, I've heard about this. Like, uh, I've not heard of this. It is good. It is compelling as fuck. <laughs> like, it is cool. so fucking good. Like, oh no, Mark's watching Black Mirror. He's got his headphones. Have you? Oh, I fuck. can't. <laughs> have, you seen, have you watched any of it? I watched one episode and I was so destroyed by it. The first um, episode of this season, I haven't watched all of it yet. I have like I was gonna do it this weekend. Um, was do the whole season, but I watched the first episode of it, and it's kind of like it's kind of a homage to Star Trek, but not. That's yeah, what I heard that. that's what's on right now. It like, is the USS so, uh, yeah. uh, Callista or something like Calista that. or something like that. Yeah, um, it's really disturbing. Like the story that goes on in it. Like I mean, I know it's Black Mirror, but like. Whew, it's pretty intense. So that's another show that I can like, I can't, I can't binge it. Like I have to like, I watch an episode and then like give myself a day and like watch another episode and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Cause it's like, what's well, not serialized. Right. So no super anthology. That's but, why, really. that's why I, I can't watch it. Cause I find it so emotionally disturbing. Like the only mm. episode I've seen was first episode of season three where they were like, you had the, the votes on, yeah. um, you know, and you oh, the like, bikes, right? status. Yeah, your bites. You had to have the status numbers to like yeah. enter certain clubs and things. It just made me so uncomfortable because it was such a commentary on human reality and where we're headed that I was just like, <gasps> like I was, I was shaking. Uh, okay. I was so, so, so I'm going to, I'm going to take away my recommendation for you to watch Black Mirror then, Christine, because every fucking episode it. is like, yeah, you won't be able to handle it. It is so well fucking put together. Like it's so well written. But like, that's every the thing. episode is so well done. I, what I'm uh, faced like with that, that first, yeah. Sorry, I still ahead. remember when the first ep, the first episode came out, um, like the original, like in the British version of it or whatever, like the original season one came out, and like somebody, I must, I was probably Kevin Smith because I don't know, like that's who I listen to the most apparently, 
um, was talking about the first episode with the prime minister and like the pig and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I was like, holy shit, this sounds amazing. And I went and watched it and was just like, this is really fucking disturbing. Like, I don't know how to sit through yeah. this anymore, but it's so good. Like, so good. TV's uh, TV's pretty fucking awesome these days. I guess. It is. It's yeah. challenging. It's some of the like, and that's the thing. If, if, if I had the mental capacity at the end of a day, like I was in a really good place. It's like how I can't really smoke weed anymore because if I'm not in a really good headspace for it, like um, go it's going to it's gonna mess me up. It's the same thing with TV lately. Like with something like Dark Mirror or Black Mirror, um, if, I'm, if I'm watching it, I'm not in a good enough headspace to be able to recognize the commentary that it's making and not feel like threatened by it. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to engage with it in a, in the way that it's meant to be engaged with. Right. So I get that. It's tough. It's a tough sit. It can be a tough sit sometimes. Cool. Uh, did you have, what else, Tim? What do you also, what do you also you watching that you're anything else? We sort of glazed over game of Thrones, but that was my top one this year. It was a okay. fucking phenomenal season of game of Thrones. There's so much cool shit happening. So much shit. Like so much amazing epic shit. Like the, fucking like dragon getting called down on jamie and all the people that were evacuating yeah. and the fucking battle with the night king and god the wall coming down like it was just a really really amazing season of game of thrones i know we've said uh we, we, we gotta be patient but fuck that i want that i want that season like right yeah. now guys. Me too. i need it now <laughs> Me too. Twin Peaks, I was definitely all about. I watched that whole season and it was fucking phenomenal. I mean, it was, it it had all of sort of the hallmarks that you want out of Lynch where like it was just, and I've been waiting for months to talk about this because Mark hasn't fucking watched it. Uh, and Christy, I don't know if she'll ever watch it. Hey, Did you watch? Twin Peaks? Yeah, I'll, Twin I'll, Peaks. You know what? Here, I'll I'm make you do a deal. This. I'm off now. I will fucking... I'll rip through it this week. All right, yeah. that, that'll be my that'll be my yeah. thing this week, and then we can talk about it. Yeah, you, you let me know when you're done, my... and then we can. Uh... Yeah, we'll chat about it. Yeah. Oh, no, that's fine, Christy. We're just we're Tim's just uh, maligning me for not having caught up, and so at least he and I could have a discussion about it at some point. Like we can yeah. do a bonus episode. Yeah, do or, a bonus episode. Even if we yeah. can just chat at that point, or we do it, our it little. Is, it's just been so good. Like it's just this the the sort of dark, unsettling weirdness that you want from anything yeah. Lynch, and uh, it's been really nice to have that back and sort of. It's it's definitely got some updated elements to it, um, and it's kind of weird seeing it in like much higher resolution than the original yeah. one, kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, no. Anybody that that uh, saw the original Twin Peaks but was like feeling hesitant on the new one, I would absolutely recommend that you go check out Twin Peaks: The Return. Yeah, I gotta get I gotta get back back on the horse on that one. I don't know why I stalled out. Yeah, uh, it's it's another one that could be hard to get through. I could see like yeah. I I don't know if I could binge it. Well, I guess I I I'll could maybe binge it like a season at a time. But but I I'll do I, I'll do it for you, buddy. Just for yeah. you. How does that? Sound? I'll, I'll put myself out there for you. Don't maybe don't smoke too much of that weed because it's, oh, it's it, really? it fucks you up enough on its own. <laughs> All right, that's my favorite kind of stuff to watch while I'm yeah. high. Though it's okay. like stuff that really trips me out. I love that <laughs> stuff. It's fantastic. I was like I, I, I was blazed high when I watched the episode of Black Mirror. Oh yeah, uh, this week, and I was like. I was so upset by the end of it. <laughs> oh man, it hit me right in the feels. I was like, "This <laughs> intense." Just messed you right up. Yeah, um, messed me. Oh, it was so like it's such it's a, like you have to watch it. Like I think you guys should both watch it. There was at least the first episode of season four. You should both watch. It's so fucking creepy, but it's so good. Yeah, sorry, 
Didn't mean to cut you off again. <laughs> no, uh, well, Chris, you already mentioned Rick and Morty. That was up there for me. Uh, yep. The This isn't necessarily a single show, but the Crisis on Earth X crossover for the DC, uh, the WB or CW yeah. or whatever DC shows, the Flareover stuff was really good. I was really happy yeah. with that overall. Th- those seasons all, you know, were kind of middling overall. Like there were good points, there were low points. Which has kind of always been the way with those shows, but that Legends, crossover I, I was. Still feel, I still think the last two, the last two seasons, Legends has just like blown the other shows out of the out of the water, just based solely on the fact that they're like, we don't give a fuck about anything anymore. We're just going to blow everything up all the time and be crazy all the time, yeah. <laughs> and just do like the weirdest shit possible. And I'm like, I'm all in. That's the best show out of the bunch of them. Yeah, because like, yeah, Flash and Supergirl have been like uneven a little bit this year, and Arrow has just completely shit the bed this year for me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm out. I'm almost tapped out on Arrow. So. Yeah, no, I got I got pretty emotional when uh, when uh, Victor Stein died on uh, on yeah, Air, on uh, Le- yeah on Legends Tomorrow Wall on the crossover. Yeah, that was uh, that was a, that was a really emotional moment and played pretty well. I like him. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss having him on the show. So yeah. that kind of bummed me out. Um, and then the other one for me, uh, and this is probably something that Mark, I imagine, will mention as well, is Star Trek Discovery. Yep, uh, I, I was. Yeah, I was not sure what to expect out of that, but I was pleasantly surprised with it. I still have hangups on it, and I'm hoping that they'll sort of get resolved as things go along, um, particularly like continuity kind of shit. Overall, I mean, if if I were just to take it on its own, I would have to say it's been really solid. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of looking at it as like almost a separate. I like they're saying it's in the prime universe, but I'm like, I don't care if it's in. It can be neither universe for all yeah. I care. It can be. It could be in the universe. Yeah. It can be in its own thing. I don't care, but like as a as a as a show on its own, like I feel like they've probably taken a little bit more influence from Deep Space Nine and Battlestar Galactica than a lot of Trekkies would be comfortable with. But and that's those are my two favorite like sci-fi shows <laughs> in the past twenty years. So I'm completely fine with everything that they've done so far, and I like everything about it. Like even from like nitpicky, like uh, the ship design and like yeah. the set design and all that stuff has grown on me. A lot like i think they i even like the uniforms now which i hated when they first showed up but even like the the writing and the acting and the storytelling and all that kind of stuff has been really solid this year so mm-hmm. i've been enjoying discovery a lot yeah and also kind of like tangentially related like orville surprised the shit out of me by how much i was enjoying watching it yeah, like I it's that's totally really like a different style of tv show it's still it still feels like star trek but it feels like 90s star trek whereas discovery feels like what star trek should be now Mm-hmm. Orville feels like what Star Trek was then, kind of thing. So I'm 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 cool with both shows, and I enjoyed the shit out of both of them. Uh, super pleasantly surprised by Discovery because, especially going into it, there was a lot of like, this looks like it could go way fucking wrong. But yeah, mm-hmm. they kind of stuck the landing on it for the most part. Other than that, what else do I have here? I have like a list of shit for TV. I enjoyed Defenders. I know it was kind of like we had a middling response to it yeah, overall. I almost had it on my list but in the end it yeah. sort of got edged out by a couple other things. It was solid for me. Punisher actually like I enjoyed the shit out of Punisher. Yeah. Like that was pretty high on my list. Um, I haven't even watched the second episode yet. <laughs> the end of that like it, the payoff for that was worth it. Like there's some there's a yeah. slog in the middle but like the end was fucking awesome. I know this sounds dumb but I just don't have time for slogs anymore. Yeah I know. It's a little bit, uh, yeah, the, the, like that down, like the the downs, like the whatever you want to call it, the lull that they all seem to have midway through the season is a little tiresome. Like they could cut those, but even Defenders, they cut that down to eight episodes, and it still felt like it had a couple episodes you could probably like, yeah, meld together. So I was fine with that. I enjoyed Punisher a lot. Like the, vi- I think it was just because it was, it proved to me that regardless of like what everybody's saying on the internet, 
like Marvel, even under Disney's banner, can do R-rated shit because that oh, was yeah. the hardest R stuff. Like that was as violent as Logan by a country mod. Like mm. they were so brutally violent. And then I was like, yeah, anybody who's bitching about like, oh, what are they going to do with Deadpool? I'm like, they just made the Punisher. Yeah, things are going to be fine. Yeah. Like that was disgusting in a lot of spots. <laughs> We've talked about the good place, which like surprised the shit out of me this year. Um, I love like you got to watch that, Tim. It's so good. It is very, yeah. very good. We had a really good year of Doctor Who this year. We've talked about kind of already. I really enjoyed and um, Letterkenny, which we haven't really talked about, and I got to get you guys to watch <laughs> at some point. I do need to watch that. I've heard it's really good. Oh my god, they did two episode dumps this year, so we've gotten. I think we've gotten 13 episodes this year, but they did a dump at Christmas, like so Christmas Day. And it's like my new like Christmas tradition to like come home from dinner at grandma's house and binge six episodes of Letterkenny <laughs> with my mom for some reason. Cause it's so fucking funny. Like it's the funniest show ever. And like you're gonna recognize so much stuff, Tim. You're just gonna be like, Yeah, I knew all these guys. Yeah. Cause they're just like the bottom feeder like rednecks that live just outside of every small town in Ontario. Yeah. It's the same fucking people. I feel like, like, yeah, I feel like it's this decades version of trailer park boys, even though trailer park boys is still going on. It's still going. Yeah. I never see that's the thing. I never got into trailer park boys, but like, Oh, I did. Letterkenny right. is I still watch it. So fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trailer park boys definitely got, gone downhill. Whereas I feel like trailer park or uh, Letterkenny, from what I've heard sounds like sort of the more relevant, version of trailer park boys at this point yeah it, it is it is very it is like they're very reminiscent of each other it's that very like i don't know what it is about canadian comedy where they always tend to be like focused on kind of like it's corner gas is the yeah. same kind of thing where it's like small town hicks kind of yeah. doing or small, yeah like that kind of shit but like the letter kenny one i don't know why it just hit me like right, right at the right time mm-hmm. and every season they put out i'm like man i thought they would you would think eventually they would shit the bed with something and there's a couple episodes that aren't always great but like Overall, the quality is really good, and it—I always get a good belly laugh out of at least one thing per episode, which is saying something for a comedy these days because that doesn't happen very often with me. Yeah. So nice. Definitely check out that first season, like just the opening scene of the first episode of the first season. Yeah. If that doesn't hook you, like nothing will. Like just stop. Just watching. Yeah. Just go kill yourself because like <laughs> it's not even. But. It's so fucking funny. Like, I know you're making that face, Christy, but just go watch it. It's hysterically funny. All right. I think that's it for me for TV this year. I mean, yeah, Rick and Morty we've talked about. So Rick and Morty and Brooklyn Nine-Nine are both like the comedies that I was going to aside from Letterkenny. Yeah. And like The Good Place, again, Kristen Bell. Mm, delicious. She is She is great, though. She is just great. She's fucking amazing on that show. Everybody on that show is really good. So They really are. Like, it's, a, it's just a really fun, like, I don't know. It's just a really fun romp of uh, it's a good concept yeah. too like it's a fun like high concept so yeah i've really enjoyed that so go watch go watch that stuff yeah so lots of good stuff um, moving along so what do you guys want to do gaming or music you're, right you're hosting up to you oh i was gonna leave it up to you guys but let's do let's do gaming so christy can chat a little bit yeah. she's got <laughs> probably got a ton of shit to talk about my music is not and we're running out of time we are running out of time. Let's do gaming, and I can I'll I'll rip through music real quick okay. at the end. I got a bunch of stuff to say. I had a lot of stuff to say about <laughs> music this year. So, um, okay, so the best games that I played um, were uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and Fractured Butthole. Yep. Um, yep. I also not, not picked math. it up. It's my saddest. I have it listed as saddest. <laughs> oh, Andromeda! It's really it's you broke Christie's 2017 heart. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> 
But the best like the story of Dance Robot Dance is the story of Christy being disappointed with like loving Gears for Carrion and then being heartbroken over Andromeda. Yeah, it's yeah, our yeah, overarching. It's like, that's our mythology. It's like her, it's it's like it's like Christy's subplot, <laughs> like Christy's myth. myth arc. Devastation of the show. Devastation. It's just like being crushed. Stay tuned drama. for how this resolves, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the games that I actually think I, I enjoyed playing the most were, um, and this is not a 2017 game, but I played it in 2017, was Dragon Age Inquisition and The Witcher 3 nice. DLC. Okay. Both cool. of those were kick ass. The Witcher DLC was out, I think, either this year or really late last year and added yeah. just an enormous amount of gameplay to an already outstandingly amazing game so that's my highest recommendation is witcher 3 like cannot i've actually seen people enough. complaining about witcher 3 being like just too big like there's just too much to do in it like it's such weak. a massive game <laughs> They're weak. yeah probably but that's i don't that's not my kind of game so i wouldn't touch it but i oh. i've heard i've heard a couple of people were like it's like a lot of fucking content like it's a crazy amount of content which is awesome like that's fin- if you're into that game that that's great i feel right? like you like, really like it though mark I'm not an I'm not an I'm not a turn-based guy though. Is it turn-based? No, isn't it? Okay, I'm gonna have to look at it at some point. I still have uh, I'm still working my way through Horizon Zero Dawn right now, which is just it's not my game of the year probably, but it's like it's up there. Um, I definitely think like Breath of the Wild was like it for me this year. Like that just broke me so hard. <laughs> it was so much fun. Like, it was such a well put together game like it totally subverted all the stuff i was expecting from a zelda game but like it did it in a way that i was i enjoyed regardless of like oh this is not the way they usually do in a zelda game but i love the way they did it anyway with the exception of the durability being a little bit hit or miss here and there like the weapon system which i'm like sometimes it gets annoying but i see why they did it it makes it a little bit more of a challenge a challenge to survive out in the wilderness kind of thing Mm -hmm. which is cool Mario Odyssey this year has been taking up a ton of my time like in the last couple what well, came out on my birthday so the last like month and a half or two months mm-hmm. Wolfenstein was awesome this year I played a bunch of stuff too like just like kind of bounced in and out of like some of the FPSs I played a little bit of the new Assassin's Creed that was okay and the new Call of Duty looks beautiful uh, I've only played the first level though so that's about it for me, really. But Breath of the Wild definitely like this year was the one that like captivated me and to the point where I want to go back and replay it now that I bought it on Switch. So or I have it on Switch. Yeah. Cool. Timothy? Uh, well, as the least gamer of our crew, um, I didn't play any near anywhere near as much as these guys, but my biggest stuff was uh, I mean, I, I have been really enjoying Breath of the Wild. I'm still very early into the game. I don't even know, like, yeah. I don't even know if I could say I'm like 5% into the game yet. But uh, what I have been going through, I've been really enjoying just sort of going around exploring, doing shrines, unlocking towers and stuff like that, because that's how I work. Like, I, I just yeah, want to go yeah. around and sort think- of unlock as, and, and explore as much as I can. There's certain areas I can't explore yet because I don't have the gear or whatever that I need to, but anything that I can't explore, I'm trying to. So yeah, it's a just fucking beautiful game and the the mechanics, I would say I'm still sort of transitioning on kind of thing. Like I'm still sort of getting used to, you know, how different it is from other Zelda games, but just uh, visually it's absolutely outstanding. I've still been playing a shitload of Pokemon Go this whole year. It's like I said, it's I, it's just something I do when I'm sitting around and got nothing else to do on my phone kind of thing. Like I'll, you know, travel for work, I'll pop it out in an airport or uh, or if I'm going on a run or something like that, I'll pop it open just so that I've got something to do to sort of occupy my brain and not make me think like, oh, 
I fucking hate exercising. Why am I out doing this? There's no point. It yeah. gives me a reason to actually get out of the house and exercise. So, um, and the Gen Three stuff just released the last uh, couple weeks or so. So there's been a whole lot of new stuff to do with that. Although it's been way too fucking cold to go out and be playing much Pokemon. <laughs> And then the other game that I spent a fair amount of time on, uh, which is not by no means a game from this year, uh, but I, I did uh, finish my playthrough of uh, Legend of Zelda, the Wind Waker HD, uh, the, the one that came nice, with the, yeah. with the Wii this U uh, this year um, as part of like my long-term gaming project to get through all the Zelda games sort of in order. So once I get through Breath of the Wild, I'll, I'll end up doing like uh, Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass. I think Phantom Hourglass comes first because those are the games that sort of come in the chronology after uh, Wind Waker, yeah. um, which are both handheld games. So hopefully it won't be quite as long and involved as either Wind Waker or Breath of the Wild. <laughs> uh, it, well, it probably, probably closer to what you'll spend with Wind Waker. Breath of the Wild is like, that's like, oh yeah. A two hundred yeah. hour slog, like it's a, it's. I don't even want slog's a bad word. I shouldn't say slog. Yeah. It's like a two hundred adventure. <laughs> yeah, Epic. it's it's, it's Journey, an experience though. Like it's yeah. fucking fun. So yeah, um, yeah. It's not often that I'll get into a game that like lasts that long that I'm like, oh, I kind of want to replay it. Like usually after I've played something that like even forty hours, I'm like, I need, yeah, I need I'm fucking time away from shit. that for a while. I, I, just video gaming yeah. generally, but like that was like I spent. I must have played it two hundred hours and was just like. Fuck! I want to go play it again. Like that was such a well, cool new, world to like just new DLC and stuff now. So I said that's the thing. I haven't played the DLC yet either. And I was talking to Alicia about that one uh, mm-hmm. after we recorded last week's episode, but I haven't actually touched any of that stuff yet. So <laughs> I still have that kind of sitting. Yeah, there I'm kind of glad through. that I, I waited as long as I did because now that DLC is there and I could potentially play it like while I'm playing the game and you know so rather than yeah. going back and doing it sort of after I've beaten everything. So yeah, well that's good. If you can play, apparently if you play it inside the. Uh, like inside the framework of the game, like while you're playing it your first time, it, it helps balance out the lack yeah. of story in the original kind yeah. of thing. Okay. So that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's my gaming cool. for 2017. Nice. All right. So what did you guys listen to this year that you thought was cool? Anything anything music wise? You have anything new anyway, music wise that you were listening to? Christy's being well, real quiet. Christy. I've got stuff, Tim. but I'll let Christy go first. Uh, no, why don't you go first, Tim? All right. Well, this is this is your opportunity to just talk about musical shit because you can just talk about whatever. It doesn't have to be like an album or whatever. I know. Right. Let me let me get my bearings while I look at my Spotify again. I forgot we're doing music. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I'm still sort of catching up on music from my PhD when I just sort of went through a black hole for a few years and just wasn't didn't have the time to really follow music as closely as I wanted. That being said, I have had a chance to sort of catch up on uh, on newer music so there's a few albums this year that i would uh recommend or at least artists that i would recommend um checking out their 2017 stuff uh the first one would be the the arcade fires new album everything i've heard off of it has been really solid so far um yeah yeah it's on my so list. It's, uh everything now um the the title track is pretty good but creature comforts is fucking phenomenal I love yeah. that goddamn song. Yeah, like that, song. it has the best lyrical turn. I think uh, my favorite lyr- lyrical turn of the year, which is the "Please make me famous if you can, at least make it painless." Oh, so yes. good. Yeah, was a good right? They've uh, they were kind of. I, I don't want to say they were do- not doing great, but like there was a couple albums there where I was like, mm, yeah, the, the singles right. were good, but maybe the albums themselves weren't weren't as uh, strong yeah this felt like a little bit more of a return to form like it was a better um a more consistent mm-hmm. listen 
the whole way through than they, what they've done the last couple releases. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed the Arcade Fire one this year yeah. quite a bit. Um, I've really been liking the uh, St. Vincent stuff from last year from uh, Mass Education. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's very high on my list. That album's fucking like five stars all across the board. Yeah, so really, good. really good. Um, I think I think that might be St. Vincent's like best album yet. I think it might actually. Yeah, I think it definitely is probably her. Yeah, best Los album. Angeles is a fucking awesome song, and uh, the yeah. uh, oh, fuck was the other one? And then uh, New, New York, New York is really four? solid too. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I haven't sat down and listened to that whole album. I've probably heard maybe at least half of the track so far. Just listening to if you like if you like the stuff you've heard like just kind of playing on mm-hmm. the radio or whatever or whatever wherever you're catching that kind of yeah. stuff from like just put the album on and sit down with it it's it's pretty good i would recommend maybe if it's too bad you can't get in touch with sunny and get some of that <laughs> special action from her and sit down with yeah. it at that point because that definitely aided my uh, enjoyment <laughs> of that record uh, last couple of days i was listening to it uh Fair yesterday enough. so um also uh uh, Sylvanesso, very much sort of in the same vein as St. Vincent, but maybe a little bit more sort of electro poppy, yeah. has been really good. Yeah. Um, the, the album is uh, What Now? And the songs off it that I've been like listening to on loops are Radio and Die Young are both really solid. Cool. That, that one is maybe a little more Paul than Mark, I would say. I have weird things like every once in a while I'll get into something weird electro pop. Like I was hooked on churches well, for yeah, a year. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty churches Yeah. Okay. I mean, that may just be her. I kind of mm-hmm. like her voice a lot. She's a really good singer, but like, I, I do like the music too. Nice. Like, it's pretty good. So, um, it gets a little samey in some yeah. spots, but her vo- her voice carries a lot of weight on that. Yeah, on absolutely. Albums, so, and, and the 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 voice of the lead, I think I think Sylvanesso might just be one woman. I'm not totally sure, but um, uh, the her voice, uh, the lead vocalist voice is really good. Well, I I really enjoyed it anyways. And cool. the other one uh, album from this year that uh, kind of surprised me. I wasn't sure what I was going to think about it. Was uh, the Gorillas' new album, Humans? I didn't overly care for it as much as you seem to. You seem to get like, really into it. If I remember, not correctly. like really into it, but it had some high points. Like I wasn't. It's it's very different than Gorilla's previous stuff. Like it's a lot more collaborative. I thought it was yeah. I felt a little too um like modern hip hop yeah. for my taste. I think because just too much like not skits, but just like collaboration y like oh, guest like people showing up that. here and yeah. like I was like. Yeah, and I was like, this is a little bit too much. Yeah, for me, and they, so. I, I do get that. I missed that. I missed that core of like them writing, like the Damon Albarn style, like yeah. of writing. It felt like he was collaborating writing on this stuff too. It didn't really feel like yeah. a realism. No, I, I so. won't say. Yeah, I won't say that it was like solid all the way through. But there was some stuff on it. Like it was interesting seeing them them collaborate with some like older art, older like soul artists in particular. Um, like the yeah. the track um, Charger with uh, Grace Jones was pretty solid, and the the track with Mavis Staples "Let Me Out" was uh, pretty solid as well. And it had some interesting, like sort of uh, uh, low, down tempo kind of stuff. To um, what was it uh, Tigger Tape uh, was pretty a pretty good song as well. So yeah, it's it's hard. I, I don't know if it's an album I would go out and recommend to people that like Gorilla's older stuff, but uh, it was definitely something different. But yeah, that was the majority of like the 2017. The other, only other album that I got like really into this year, um, which is from a couple of years ago now, is uh, Muse's uh, Drones. I, I listened to that like four or five times already. Yeah, we were talking about, um, and this is for the listeners, because we were talking about this after uh, we did our last episode. Everybody's mm-hmm. at the house, right? So 
um, we were playing rock band and Tim and I were talking about Muse and I was like, that's probably, I think that's going to be my, my project band for this year. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to get into Muse and I have been listening to it a little bit. I've been enjoying, there's some weird stuff on some of those albums though, like kind of veers off into some, I don't know. Like I I gotta, I gotta live with it a little bit more before I can really make like a declaration about it, but there's been some spots where I'm like, what are they doing? No, it's not, it's not a hundred percent amazing. No band is, but, uh, but there's a few really solid albums and every album has a couple of real high points on it at least. Actually, I'm going to disagree with you on the point that there is no band that is 100% amazing because my my first like the first one that's right at the top after St. Vincent, uh, the National have like they must be on a fucking six album run where they haven't put anything bad out to me. Like I can't get over the fact that like every time they put something out, I'm like I feel like they're talking directly to you though. To be fair, <laughs> there is that. There's definitely that. Like my, another one, like my Matthew Good thing will be the same thing where it's like they're speaking. He speaks very directly to like what I'm yeah. thinking or whatever. So I'm. So they, I cling to those pretty hard, but I've never heard a national album that I wasn't like, wow, this is a fucking five-star album for me anyway, like totally subjectively, mm-hmm. obviously, but, and that's all this is, yeah. it's just opinion, right? But I love those. I, the national album was like rock solid this year and they put on a really good show, even though I'm, I'm trying to get a response out of Blondie, <laughs> who's not paying attention. I think to she's still well. looking through her Spotify. Christy, are you alive? <laughs> yeah, sorry, what? I was just talking about the National and you completely tuned us out. Oh, yeah. No, it's because I'm trying to find my top played songs of um, okay. 2017. But um, yeah, the National I wasn't was crazy awesome. about that album. Like, I, I, I only listened through it. I wasn't crazy about the album, but I enjoyed yeah. listening to them play it live. The album, you have to, like, the, the National is one of those bands, like, and I know that some people hate, you're, you're probably one of those people that hates, like, people who call an album a grower. But like the National is perennially a band that is like does nothing but put yeah. out growers. Where at first, like I hated this album when it first came out. I was so upset with all the like weird electro pop flourishes that were all over it and stuff like that, and all the sequency stuff. But as I've lived with it, and then we saw it live and all that kind of stuff, I've been like, no, no, they just put out another five star <laughs> fucking record. So good for you yeah, guys. I, That's I really awesome. like both the signals singles that they released off it um system only dreams in total darkness and day i die i haven't really i yeah, none of the yeah. other songs have really grown on me yet i've only listened to those like b-sides like once so far so i might uh like i've i've marked them all like in my itunes library as that i'll keep them like i'm you know there's nothing off yeah. of it that i was like no fuck that i'm deleting it kind of thing but there's nothing else on it like really jumped out at me yet. So we'll see what happens on like a second listen. You know, I, uh, I put, I put it, I put it through its paces and it, it, it rocked me pretty good. I was, I quite nice. enjoyed that one. Um, what else came out this year? There was a Queens of the Stone Age record that was good, but didn't have a lot of staying power with me. Like there was some stuff on there that I liked a lot and I hope stays on their live sets um, going forward. But like the album as a whole didn't like grab me the way like clockwork did mm-hmm. in 2013. Uh, the new Foo Fighters album was like, as much i don't know why it got so much press like all the music press was just jizzing all over it i was like solid maybe three and a half star foo fighters album just a foo fighters album nothing special i'm not a huge foo fighters fan particularly but there was a lot of hype behind that release this summer and it it was okay i guess so i don't real a surprising one that i actually enjoyed that was totally outside my usual wheelhouse the kendrick lamar album this year was really Mm -hmm. good i just kept seeing it popping up in conversations about album of the year and I guess it won a couple. I think it's Rolling Stones album of the year this year. I think AV Club had it as their number one as well. Yeah. So I went out of my way to listen to that. And like, I'm not a hip hop guy by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a really good fucking album for what nice. it is. And then like, I mean, I, this is just me proselytizing to the people who don't give a shit as per usual. But like the Matthew Good album that came out this year was amazing. Like I was super happy with everything that he put out. Yeah. 
That's about it, really. I mean, like, I can talk to you about the Matthew Good record, like, <laughs> Adam, for like, Adam, yeah. the next hour. And that's some, yeah, because it's like just spectacular. But it's so totally like, yeah, sometimes you're right. Like, sometimes it is like he's just literally yeah. talking to me. So, whatever. That's such like, it's a, such a personal experience for me when he puts something out, like him in the national and like Pearl Jam to a certain extent. Like, when they put stuff out, I'm like, I don't really care what anybody else thinks. I'm just going to live inside it for a little while because he's somebody I relate to a lot. So, we both apparently had really weird years in 2017, so and that came out on the album, and I definitely was relating to some of the stuff he was putting across on that. Nice. So. Yeah, that one I I haven't checked out yet, but I think it's on my list of uh, albums to go back and check out from last year. That was about it. I mean, like obviously, I still have like there was some shit in 2017 that sucked music wise. Like we lost Gord Downey and Chris mm-hmm. Cornell, and that still bums me out. Just as bad as like 2016, like losing Prince and Bowie bums me out. Although to be fair, I feel like the Cornell and Downey ones are a little bit more like personal well, to me our, our generation and were, our so. nation in particular yeah yes especially the gord downey one was that was a rough one and then for me personally like cornell that's still like every time i see something i'm like oh fuck he's gone that sucks it's just eddie left be safe eddie yeah well all right christy mm-hmm. i've been talking for a while are you ready to go honestly i looked at my spotify top and um it was literally on musicals. It's just musical after musical after musical Go after nuts. musical. Honestly, I just listened to Come From Away pretty much every day. <laughs> um, oh, but you know what musicals. happened this year, actually? I know. I need I need someone to curate my music for me because I'm too into podcasts at this point to like take the time to make myself playlists of new music. So I need to really listen to our music episodes again and go back and make those playlists. Actually, That's, this, is gonna, this, is, this is just going to be me doing exactly the same thing i always do but i think you should listen to the new matthew good record i think you would like it mm-hmm. this last couple i think you would be up your alley given like what you've talked about band wise in the past i think his last couple as he's gotten a little bit more insulated and jazzy yeah. it's gotten a little bit more it's gotten very interesting the last couple records so well i think this year i do want to get back into listening to music because i was i was walking or this week especially just like having it the last week and a half off i've really been trying to like not look at my phone as much and listening and interacting more with what's going on around me. And I've heard a lot of really cool music, but I don't know what Shazam. any of it is. I've just realized there's a lot. Shazam, yeah, yeah. I'm big on Shazam these days. I hear stuff and I'm like, Shazam, I Shazam everything. What is that? Can yeah. I pull it up in Spotify? Shazam. Oh, mm-hmm. Shazam, Spotify, Shazam, Spotify. I'm all the time like that. It's brutal. Yeah. So there's a, uh, I got, I got to do that. I got to do that more often. So, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't really have a lot to add to music. I wish I did. Um, I just don't, I don't know. I, I'm not as passionate about it, and I, I want to be, but... Eh. Not for everybody. There's only so yeah. many hours in a day for certain things, you know what I mean? You, like you seem to be watching more things. TV like, than we are, so and playing more games than, well, than me. Yeah. You're definitely playing more games than I, like, than either of us are, so there's definitely that. Um, and I, did, I have, especially this year, as I've rediscovered the, the beautiful weed, music has become a big thing again. So like I've just been spending time high as a kite and listening to records because it's fun to do, I guess. So yeah, that's about it. Uh, we're over to the two hour mark. You guys good. So should we, we should. Yeah. I mean, the honorable mentions and stuff, like we pretty much mentioned all of them and like what we want to spout the stuff that we, that we were talking about earlier that we wanted to watch, but missed. Yeah. Yeah. So people can hold us, hold us uh, accountable. I still haven't watched Handmaid's Tale. That's like my big one. I think. Me either. I'm. I have not watched that, and I've. I still got. I got to sit through Baller season two because Dwayne <laughs> is calling, and I need to watch him in a suit because he looks amazing. 
Yeah. Well, those are, those are probably the two, like, well, I guess Handmaid's Tale is really the big one. Like, that's the one that I really wanted to watch and just never got around to. And it's been sitting on my drive for, like, ever waiting for me to sit down yeah. and watch it. So. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to just blaze through all of my categories really quick. The movies that I want to see or the, the TV show I want, the TV shows I want to watch are Legion, Fargo, Great News mm-hmm. with Tina Fey. Fargo. Yeah. I want to watch Fargo, too. Yeah. Um, Outlander and Handmaid's Tale. The movies I want to watch, Lady Bird, All the Money in the World, The Disaster Artist, and Room, because I haven't seen Room. Room's a rough <laughs> sit. Disaster Artist I haven't seen yet. I want to watch. It's actually up. Yeah. I saw it somewhere. So I think you can get it yeah. on demand now. The King Killer, or The King Killer, what am I saying? The Killing of a Sacred Deer and Call Me by My Name are movies I really want to see. The games that I really want to play are Hellblades, uh, Senua's Sacrifice, because it looks outstanding. Yeah, I've heard it's good. I haven't had a chance to sit down and play it yet. Yeah, I started watching an LP and was like, oh, no, I got to play yeah, this. Yeah. Um, Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, which I just started yesterday or the day before. And uh, I I don't know if I'll ever play it, but I really want to watch a full playthrough because I've watched Mark play a bunch mm. of it. It's Cuphead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was I was I've I've dabbled with Cuphead. It's so fucking hard. And I'm just not. Yeah, I don't have that like 8 bit, 16 bit like twitchy skill anymore. Like, I just can't do these kinds yeah. of games anymore. So uh, I know because like, they announced um, they announced that uh, they're they're doing another Mega Man. Oh god! And like, and I'm like, I've played Mega Man nine and ten, but they're so fucking hard that I'm like, I don't think I've beaten any of the Robot Masters on any of those games. <laughs> I've just played all the levels and just gotten crushed because they're just <laughs> super difficult. But yeah, yeah, no Cuphead. Cuphead's one I want to spend more time with. I just it's so difficult that it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, I want to sit there and get beat up for an yep. hour while I'm playing. Yeah. So. And get like nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And get like make no progress. So that's that's my list of things to do. My music, I'll just leave it to you guys to <laughs> help a girl out. And well, we always make recommendations, and then you you have. Uh, yeah, I need to. That's why I need to go back and listen to the uh, the albums. Yeah, yeah. You'll find some stuff in there you'll like. I think from both of us because mm. I think mm-hmm. there's a pretty good like crossover between all three of us. Like there is a spot in the middle of our Venn diagram where we do crossover, and it's Blake. Yeah, and that's Blake. <laughs> And maybe even Paul. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Paul. Yeah, I would. I would go back and listen to Paul's episode specifically. I think there's some stuff that he would, that he likes that you would probably enjoy a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Particularly, he's got that artsy kind of taste. So, yeah, cool. True that. All right, that's mine. I think we've got like covered most of like all the honorable mention stuff for me. I don't think I have anything left that's um, dangling out. What about you, Tim? Yeah, the ones that I wanted to watch last year but never got around to would be uh, The Gifted, because I have heard really good things about it. Yeah, I got to get back to that, too. Um, oh, The Crown. Sorry, that was the other one. Oh, the yeah. Black Mirror, I know, is going to be right up my alley. It's just a matter of yeah. pulling the trigger on that and getting started on it. Yeah. I've heard really good things about The Exorcist TV series and given my pension for horror, that's one that I really need to sit down with. That's you know what sorry I completely forgot to mention uh, the second season I watched the first three episodes of mm-hmm. and I was like you know what I got to binge this like it's too it's very serialized mm-hmm. so I was like I got to get back to it um, it's done now I think and so it's just sitting on my drive waiting to go like it RSS itself but I have to yeah sit down and watch I was enjoying what was going on so far though yeah based on your guys' recommendations and the fact that I know I need like more just humor and comedy in my life uh, Good Place and Letter Kenny are, are are both on my list. Yeah, good place you'll be able to blaze through in like three. The first season will take you like three hours to watch. Like yeah. it's very short and like right there. It's pretty. Yeah, it'll be easy. And they're like, they're just came back from mid season hiatus last night, I think. Okay. So the second season's like underway again. So yeah. I'm waiting to binge that again. So. And the only movie I missed from last year that I'm like really 
like gung ho to see um, is Shape of Water. Same here. And, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and that one I think is still yeah, in I'd theaters. Like so I, I'm I'm actually traveling for work next week, but I'm going to like Greenville, South Carolina. I don't think there's going to be a whole hell of a lot to do there, so I might check it out. Yeah, see, it, well, see that. And then in terms of games, I mean, I definitely need to finish my uh, Breath of the Wild playthrough. It's going to take me forever because I'm a fucking completionist. Yeah, I don't know if you're ever going to be able to actually beat that game. Then I know. Like, I know infinite it feels like so we'll see we'll see where i get on it might be the one that finally breaks my completionist streak on zelda games but yeah and then uh i'd like to get back into lord of the rings online because alicia and i played that uh you know would spend like just an afternoon like four or five hours going through and just exploring middle earth and we're both pretty close to level cap but there's been at least one or two expansions since we sort of last we're really actively playing. So I'd like to get back into that and get into Mordor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's pretty much it for me. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, my dinner's cold. So, cause I didn't <laughs> eat all this cold. episode. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be good for 2018. <gasps> that's shocking. I know. All right. We can, uh, let me eat. We can finish up. <laughs> cool i'm gonna wrap it up so uh thanks everybody for listening uh you can let us know what your favorite stuff from 2017 was uh totally valid to say that just 2017 fucking ending is your favorite thing that happened in 2017 (laughs) because it's pretty fucking high up there for me you can do that via twitter at drd underscore podcast uh at facebook uh facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast and we're really close to to 500 like likes and follows on facebook so if anybody out there oh, wants cool. to help us get to that number, feel free. Somebody to wants to share the podcast yeah. and maybe get us some more likes. Maybe one of the hosts yeah, or one of the listeners. Yeah, whether it be listeners or one of our hosts. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> but if you haven't already, you could uh, subscribe at Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store. I think it's the Google Play Music something. Yeah, okay. I don't know how that Google side Google stuff works. It. I'm an Apple guy, so I don't know. Um, Stitcher's out there too. I guess if you're you're looking for podcasts, I think that catches everything. I'm Mark. Uh, I've been here with Christy. Bye, guys. This was a blast. Happy 2018. And Tim, go see some movies, listen to some music, watch some TV. There's lots of shit to do. It's too cold to go outside, so stay yeah. in and like binge shit. <laughs> Netflix, I think it's yeah. pretty much what we're trying to say. And to you. unchill. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Especially if you can unchill in this fucking weather, then go for it. Awesome. Obsess about all the things you missed in 2017 and try to binge them before all the cool stuff in 2018 comes out. Yeah. And you go, oh, no, I have a backlog of a million other things. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Get, all those, before, get before all that shit world comes out. That's 2019, yeah. isn't it? Didn't that get bumped out, too? Oh, shit. I hope not. No, I think it's 2018. I think it did. We'll see. I think, it got, I think it got bumped out, too. Either way. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Have a great night. Good night. Bye-bye.